Material Components Episode 37 Stygian Winds Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me as always are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers, how you doing? Pretty good. Doing good. A little anxious, let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I'm... Olivia, I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. <laughs> I am playing uh, Cherish Iron Strike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. And uh, oh, what is what is your name? Cherish Iron Strike. I said that. No, no, your name. Um, did I fucking stutter? <laughs> I'm Elliot. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, I'm Elliot, it, it, sorry. It's just for the people who haven't listened to any episodes. Yeah, this is your episode. first episode. It's a weird uh, choice. But it's yeah. a weird choice. Uh, my name is Michael Lisman, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, half-elf rogue. And I'm Reed, and I'm playing Grawl, the hobgoblin warlock. Indeed. But in case it is someone's first episode, I'd like to ask all of you <laughs> the same question I ask every time, which is, do you remember what happened last time? Yeah, we so won the super for those, lottery. For those just joining us, here's a quick recap. <laughs> We're quick bad recap. at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much covers it. Um, yeah, we uh, narrowly avoided being smooshed uh, in the first part there uh, and right. spent the night with some cool friends mm. who aren't cool. Um, and then we got out of there, which was good. I liked, I liked not being there anymore. Yes, um, you spent the night with the lesser and the boss. So the boss. between Bruce Springsteen and the lesser, you successfully negotiated not getting smushed. This is correct. Mm -hmm. You did learn some things while you were in their company, though. Mm -hmm. Including, but not limited to, the lesser's true name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could be useful. Yeah, I'm going to attempt to make as much use of that as possible. D did we uh, edit out Elliot's goof of revealing that Someone other else's one? Someone true name. <laughs> Someone else's true name. Doesn't matter who. Doesn't matter who. It doesn't matter. It's not important. <laughs> no comment. Sure. Okay. okay. Cool. Chill. <laughs> Very chill and cool. Yeah. Um, because it's like, yeah. I mean, it's not like I said that in game. That was an out of character thing, so it's yeah. not like it actually does matter. But the truth of the matter is that due to podcast time travel, I don't know if it's been edited out yet or not. Fair enough. Mm. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, then we went uh tr trying to track uh, uh our uh good friend um Marshall Forrester. Mm -hmm. Clay we found Clay if to his friends. Um, yeah. We found sense. his forge bond item, and I I tried to fix it as best I could. Uh, but we were sort of on on a 
dwindling timeline vis-a-vis -vis that. But you managed to maintain the spyglass's life force until it could be reunited with its forge-bonded partner. Yes. Thanks to a bit of a sacrifice on the part of Maz, mm -hmm. one of the gemstones on Cherish's forge-bound item shattered and was destroyed utterly. What ramifications that will have remain to be seen. Oh. Yeah. I was going to ask about that, but I'm definitely curious. I guess about if that. it remains to be seen, then we will find out. Yeah, I Probably. just assumed. I just assumed that I have one less extra spell uh, sorcery point. If it's worse <laughs> than that, then that sucks. But no, uh, Maz is just going to start yelling obscenities at you now. Just she can like, talk out loud now, which is going to suck for everybody. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, a good one, it asshole. It took the five gems to keep her contained. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's and also then... got the ability to give middle fingers too. Yeah, it's just the worst. Um, and then we visited our good friends, Jeremiah. And then Payne. we just almost had a very bad time. Yeah, I you mean, concocted a very well thought out and specific thorough plan to assault the compound of the cultists who have been ravaging this area around Blue Gulch. Yeah. They've oh, been yeah. releasing... Sure what we had been led to believe, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turns out a bunch of angry townsfolk might not be the best people to believe about the goings-on of religious extremists out in the boonies. Who knew? Yeah. And the police, which I guess, why do we yeah, trust honestly, them? Yeah, honestly, right? Like, bad. <laughs> hey, <laughs> investigations were ongoing. The sheriff was very firm about not commenting on the situation. That is definitely true. It was helpful and good. <laughs> I mean, we also had other... We were also under the impression that these people were bad from other religious extremists. This is also hey, true. now. <laughs> so. I'm just saying. I did text you at one point last episode saying, um, you guys are also technically brainwashed, so. <laughs> but it's no. like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a cleaner washing, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh -huh. it's clean in there now. Yeah. A brain scrubbing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But upon assaulting the cultist compound, storming in through the front gates, some of you invisibly stalking in to try to find Marshall Forrester, you did indeed find the Marshall, but it turned out that he was not in any particular danger. The cultists, as you've come to discover, being led by one preacher, Jeremiah Payne, were attempting to bring the Marshall back to town after having rescued him from some kind of fiendish attack and on top of all of that it turns out those bonfires you've seen in the distance this whole time may in fact be containing the spreading influence of the realm scar not summoning it may so we only <laughs> killed one innocent person so i'm calling that a win yeah true <laughs> <laughs> and those bonfires happen to be very similar in color to the fire in the eyes of the pit fiend, which is probably nothing. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're um, probably tapping into forces they don't totally understand, but yes. Upon discovering these things, you brought your conflict with the cultist to a sudden halt. And while confronting Jeremiah Payne, the Jarashir, perhaps once known as Rashad, he seemed to submit to whatever judgment that Tirza would bring to him. He admitted that he was perhaps once part of the Jarashir and that they had branded him a heretic and that the man named Rashad was indeed dead and all that was left was his pain. But perhaps even that must be found and judged. Coming away from this conflict following Jeremiah Payne, you followed him to the sanctum he had built at the center of this cultist compound, a place that was some kind of rough interpretation of what a Jarashir temple would look like. Which I will point out to everybody feels super evil. It's probably fine. (laughs) Jeremiah Payne had begun to admit to what he had done, begun spinning pieces of his story when his final little comment that we ended on last time was that the sin he was punished for, the discovery he had made, was that the Jarashir did not start here on the Prime Material Plane, and that they would not end here either. And I think it is there where we pick up now the four of you sitting or standing around the pews near the front of this Jarashir-esque temple, its large crimson flame where the pool of water should be, the carved pillars around you etched with reliefs depicting the Jarashir gods, Shamaran the Wise, Andranjinyi, and Azidahaka. Jeremiah Payne stands in front of you, his eyes covered with that gray film affecting blindness. Tirza, at least, you are fairly sure that this is, in fact, an affectation of some kind. The why he does that, you don't know. And the four of you stare at this man who is looking at you with a mixture of pain, confusion, an eagerness, even, to share what he has to say, but at the same time convinced that anything he has to say will only do harm to those who hear it. Especially Tears of Cloakbearer. I'm one of the chosen ones. Nothing too bad can happen. It's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, so is the crazy. Anyways. Um, oh, I meant Jarashir, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> hey, me too. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me too. you never you didn't answer my question before 
what what are you preacher pain where what happens to you why would I just can't believe that the scaled council would lock away some knowledge that is essential to the survival of the Jarashir, to the survival of the valley. And before Jeremiah Payne had reached into that crimson fire and come away with a smoldering coal that he had been clutching at, working it into his palm, almost unaware of the heat that it was giving off. It has now been worked into a, a rough lump of slowly deteriorating ash and grit, and he wipes it between his two hands, smearing them with dark gray. He'll look at you seriously, Tirza, and then look to the rest of your companions and say, I believe that there are two stories that need telling. And I am at a loss as to which one needs go first, but one cannot be told without the other. You ask why the Scaled Council would withhold information. It is not a matter of withholding. I think, I hope, it is a matter of the source of that information. Myself. So indeed, there are two stories here, I think. There is the story of the Jarashir, of where we come from, of what our true purpose is. And there is the story of Jeremiah Payne, and of a man that was once named Rashad. I do not know where to begin, so I leave it to you. Perhaps one of these stories may reflect upon the other, <sighs> but it's just a matter of which one you want to hear first. Well, and he'll look uh, to the, the four of you, but you especially, Tirza. Yeah, I, I think Tirza, uh, looks to them as well. I know. I know which one I want to hear first. It's the one I just asked about uh, but what about the rest of you what do you think 
On I one mean, hand, you I have am... the story of a possible heretic of the Jarashir and where these powers that he is wielding comes from. On the other hand, you have a possibly multi-planar significance to the Jarashir. You've seen hints at it before when you were in the Beastlands. You saw a carved hill dedicated to Azu Dahaka that actually only tears a saw. I, I was just yeah. about to say, actually, I think I'm the only person who got that one. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't think I uh, told any of us to you guys about it. Um, I mean, I'm pretty curious about this whole uh, Jarashir from another plane thing that's kind of big. Space cult. Uh, spa yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but we're gonna hear both of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're just on the we're just on the menu. the The little dialogue box has popped up, and we're gotcha. just toggling between tell the story the story of Jeremiah Payne and the story of the Jarashir, and we just have mm -hmm. to hit we just have to hit, hit hit X on one of them. Gotcha. And Jeremiah Payne seems to think that. Hearing one first may reflect onto the other in ways. It may change your opinion of him, it may change your opinion of the Jarashir, and changing those opinions before you hear the other side of the story may <laughs> have some impact. So it is up to you. Tirza, your vote is still to hear the, the story of Rashad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Odds Rashad, even Jarshir. It's Rashad. Odd for Rashad. I mean, if we're going to hear both, yeah, let's go with Rashad first. Okay. And Grawl is eating a snack in the corner. Yeah. I was like, who is this? <laughs> Why are we here? Does Grawl have an opinion on these matters? Uh, and, uh, Grawl wants to hear the space uh, space cult. I mean, yeah. I, that is the one I really want to hear. But not not to split we'll us 50-50, but like, r read and Grawl's interests lie in space cult. <laughs> Do you have an argument, perhaps? This might be a discussion that needs to happen. Mm hmm. Um, in 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 Grawl's mind, he's gonna sit down and, and listen to both periods. So, like, as long as he gets both, he'll be happy. So, it doesn't matter like which order they come in. He at least in okay. his mind. So, you want to hear the story of Rashad first? Sure. Let's do it. All right. So Jeremiah Payne looks to you, Tirza, and says, So the second one first, then. I apologize if this... It might be a tad unclear, but anyway. My name... The name of the man I once was is Rashad. 
I was a member of the Jarashir. Pashbari was where I called my home. I was... am... a scholar, a teacher. Someone who sought to understand the world. I've heard the term natural philosopher banded about in Stormhaven, though those all seemed like ten gold words to me. I think it's the end of my story that you want to hear, because the beginning and the middle are of very little consequence. I was raised among the Jarashir. I was taught their ways. But my curiosity could not be sated. I know how that feels. I sought to learn what I could beyond what the scrolls of the Jarashir could teach. For does not Shamaron the Wise say that Those who squander their intellect do so to the detriment of the Jarashir and the world as a whole. I sought to follow her teachings, to expand my mind. And in doing so, I was branded a heretic. I sought counsel with creatures, with beings, with any who would teach me. The Archfey of the Eastwood, fiends of Bator, demons of the Abyss, creatures that I don't have names for. Always with caution, always with a mind for what those things could do to me and to the valley, but no amount of caution can make a council of old men see anything other than outsiders. And what I learned... What I learned scared them. What I learned scared me. What I learned changed the foundation of how we might see the Jarashir. Of our true purpose, of our origins. Beyond this valley. Beyond the storm. Beyond three serpents that we call gods. And for that, I was made to take Dahaka's march. And he'll look to you, Tirza, and say, I don't suppose you know what that is. Let's see. Yeah, religion check. Seventeen. I might. <laughs> 
you, I mean, you know what Dahaka is in, like, a march. Like, there's context clues here, but you don't know off the top of your head, like, a specific practice called Dahaka's March. And when you look at him with a blank face in confusion, he'll say, No, you wouldn't. They do, don't use that punishment very often. Some who practice heresy among the Jarashir are simply cast out, left to live their lives amongst other citizens of the valley. Those who commit true crimes, murder, grand theft, despoilment of land, they are simply executed. For the lacks of me, a true heretic, you are marched to the top of the storm wall, and with a spear at your back, you are made to walk into the outer storm. It is a punishment reserved only for those who need to be erased from the annals of the Jarashir. So that is what happened. That is how I was executed. It's out there among the storm. Amongst those raging magics. That I was unmade. And I fell through the world. I cannot tell you precisely what happened. I fell. There was magic. There was lightning. There was something out in that storm. Unbelievably large. Call it Azidahaka. Call it the soul of the storm itself. Call it whatever you want. But whatever it was, it spared me. I don't know why. When I woke, I found myself at the top of the world, up on the storm wall, but not here in the drylands. I was on the other side of the world. I looked out over the eastward and I saw a life return to me. but I saw my old life destroyed. If I was to return to any of the Bari, I would face a similar fate. Exile back out into that storm, or straight execution, I didn't know, but I did not want to find out. So I wandered. Down back into the world, avoiding the places of the Jarashir. I traveled to Fair Aemsia, to Enclave, to Stormhaven, to Srothheim. I even studied in the Tower of the Old Mage for a time. Nowhere felt like home. My people had abandoned me. My students, even, down to the last one, had turned their backs on me at my trial. Every last one of them. 
And then, one day, years had gone by, I met a man. Well, he met me. He sought me out. He had somehow learned of my studies, of my dealings with entities from outside the prime material. This man was named Atticus Carter. And he will stride over to the flame, and with the dust from the crushed coal, he'll flick it out into the fire, and there's a rush, and the flame will begin morphing and shifting. You see a man, like a tiny figure of a man, walked out into a storm. You see him tumbling through nothing, crackling forms, wisping up through the flame to almost look like storm clouds. You see him wandering from place to place, an endless woodland, a tall, deep mountain, a shining city, a tall tower. Then you see him sitting alone at a table, and another man approaches and extends a hand in friendship. And on the inside arm of that man is a three-toed brand seared into the flesh. Rigid and pointed, it is the the true brand of this cult. The, the bad one. As far as we know. Grawl. Yeah. Mm. You see this second figure appear in this fiery illusion that's being created. Okay. And the last time you saw this face, you were in a cage. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, not good. This is not good. Ooh, this is some... Ooh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, bad. <laughs> and that face has the, the Leonin grin you saw before when he was bargaining for your life. When he was exchanging coin so that he might hunt an albino hobgoblin in the great Ooh. game. Oh boy. Years have gone by since you've seen this face, but it is still etched in your memory. Oh no. Jeremiah Payne will note your reaction, Grawl. And turn to you with sort of a confused look. And he'll say, Do do you know this man? He wanted to hunt me. Yet another of his dark proclivities. Yeah, just another, just another one of his quirks. Yeah, what a quirky guy. Just, 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 just one of those simple character traits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he also likes long walks on the beach too. With yeah, with guns while he's hunting things. It's mm -hmm. fun. It's fun. Specifically. That's the same year that Calkin and I were held by those people. Just 
Um, do you say that out loud? Yeah. Uh, and Jeremiah Payne will turn to you and say, I, when was this? Uh, like four years ago. I, I am sorry. I was, I was working for them while this occurred, so I, perhaps I am at fault, at least to some extent, for what has yeah, I mean, happened. I, I burned down their encampment. I don't know how many of them survived, so. If you were there, then, and you're alive, then kudos, I guess. That was the... That was the encampment just to the south of Rushton. Yeah. I heard about that. You... It is better for having burned. He'll say, earnestly. And he'll turn to you, Grawl, and say, I met this man, Atticus, years before that, perhaps a decade ago. I... He gave me resources. He gave me access to books, to knowledge. He aided me in my research, and in exchange, I, I helped him and his followers to find pathways, to find lines of communication to those who they wished to worship, who they wished to bargain with. I am not proud of the trades I made, but in doing so, I have discovered great truths. And it is with the power that they gave me access to. And he'll turn back towards the fire, and it will warp around, and you see it flashing into that three-toed sigil. And he'll close his fist, and then it'll just return to normal. And he says, With the help of Hellfire, he says with, with a capital H, I was able to discover a great many things. Not the least of which, he'll say, turning back to all of you, how to contain those rifts that appear in this valley. He'll look back to you, Cherish, who's raising their oh, hand. I, you know what? It's It might be in character, too. We'll have to see about that. Hey, Mike, hmm? does the capital H Hellfire mean anything to me? I mean, he just says it with emphasis. You can't see his words right, as written. I so I know. I know. Um, I don't think it would, no. Okay. Okay, because it means something to me as the player for Sherzies. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. 
hate all of this. So far, so good. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> and he'll you say, this, Using that power that they might use for evil, but I have bent it towards our true purpose. Towards what the Jarashir were made for. I was not blessed by the serpents to channel the power of the living gate. But I have found other methods with which to do their will. And he's kind of looking at you pleadingly, almost like you have to understand what he's doing here. To Tirza? Yeah. Yeah, she's not looking at him. <laughs> and when you don't, he'll just shake his head and turn and begin pacing almost with a manic energy. And he'll say, Eventually, I could not truck with what they were doing, the methods with which they were trying to acquire power, so I escaped. I ran. I fled south. Far to the edge of the drylands. Underneath the shadow of the storm wall, so that I might use its energies in combination with the powers I had garnered to effect some good, to try to stop this world from tearing apart. I gained a small following while I did so. You've seen some of them here. So when the Realm Scar appeared just north of us, we acted. I did what I thought was right. To try to contain it. Till I could find some way of sealing it permanently. But it grew stronger and stronger and stronger and now I don't know how much longer I can t contain it without help. Well, still not a huge fan of you. Um, clearly we are we were under a some kind of misunderstanding. These people are here of their own free will. And you guys aren't hurting anybody, um, and that's fine. And I, uh, you know, I'm sure that, no, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but I feel bad about just barging in about Bruce. Um, however, you don't have to worry about that anymore. We're here to close it. So, guys, should we... I mean... That's we we are going to do that, but um, I feel like we should have a bit more. This power that you tapped into was not from uh, was not from the normal Jarashir source. It's not from Ozzy Dahaka or or the other Andrin Jin Yu or Shamra. Shamra <laughs> Thank yeah. you. 
Thank you. Stacy the Wise. Or Where, <laughs> what, what is the or what is the source of this power you're using? And his left hand will clench into a fist, and he'll begin rolling up his sleeve. And you can see on the crook of his elbow, on his left arm, is a seared, triangular, three-toed claw brand. Perfectly symmetrical, not seared like a hand. It is clearly made by whoever the true cultists are. And he'll say, I have done a small amount of research into the true source of this power. To be perfectly frank, I did accredit it to Dahaka, the source of destruction. It seems as though in my time amongst the cult that became a convenient lie that they might tell their followers. I did not know better when I first joined. I have since. I do not know where it comes from. There are certain rituals that Atticus Carter performed. He and his lieutenants, they never allowed me into their inner circle. But I heard whispers, rumors, that they made parley with the dragon, Pyre Scale. Huh. I knew that's who that was. Whether or not it's true, I don't know. The easy line of thought is fire, dragon. Sure. But how a dragon is able to channel its power through dozens, if not hundreds, of individual mortals is beyond my skill or knowledge. And your followers? Do, do they know that you've bound them into a pact with some force that you don't even understand? <laughs> growls over there off the side. <laughs> hey, man, well, I don't know. Let's let's not get too into that the whole subject. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, you did it of your own accord. <laughs> and the only I, reason I'm not mad at you about that is because I don't know. <laughs> Secrets can make friends sometimes. Hey. Jeremiah Payne will give you an ashen expression and say. They know the purpose of the binding. They know why we do what we do. To safeguard this valley. To safeguard their homes and their families. Just because we do not know where iron comes from, does that mean we should not use it to bend it to our will? 
And iron isn't ore. I mean, it comes from the earth. Fine. Magic. Damn it. He's <laughs> got me on that one. <laughs> My concern with all of this, uh, and I, I apologize for not being as uh, literate in the arcane, but with a lot of these kinds of things, generally this this magic is not just given for nothing. Usually there it's an exchange of some sort. What I guess I'm just trying to figure out what this source, whatever it is, what 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 do they get out of it? What does it get out of this whole thing? I that's, mean you that's what you, I'm concerned about. You called it hellfire like is that just a fun word you're using or is it possible that this pact was made with a devil it's the word that Carter used perhaps it might be fiendish in origin but so what if it can be used for good, if it can be used to safeguard the valley, if it can be bent to the will of good people, is it not worth using? I just, again, if these people know the cost, I mean, Bator is not exactly a nice place to spend your afterlife. And if there is a cost to be paid, I am the one who will pay it. Each of my followers is branded by me. Their fires are mine. They do not take from the source as I do. And you, you know for certain that none of this will come down on them? As certain as I can be. I am not the old mage. I can't see the weave of magic as she can. But I have taken precautions. And to the best of my ability, my people are safe. I need everyone to give me perception checks. Yeah. Yeah. He pulls 12 knives out of his <laughs> mouth to throw at us. Out of his mouth? Yeah. You wouldn't think to pat him down inside it, back behind that, that, that like underneath his tongue, would you? I really wouldn't. Yeah. We all got a 19. I got an 18. I got a 17. Come on, complete uh, it. Complete it. Complete it. your 16. I got a 16. Wow, 16, 17, oh 18, God. 19. That is very bizarre. Unfortunately, none what? of you were high enough. Um, what? So, uh, yeah, Jeremiah Payne says they will be safe to the best of my ability. Uh, Great. Awesome. Cool. I love it. Uh, 
I hate that Reed knows that there was something to catch there, but Grawl didn't get it. I hate that. Fuck. Okay, well, that question is answered. Um, do we want to hear the Jar Sheer story now? Or? I mean, yeah. Space cult. Okay. Um, yeah, again, Jeremiah Payne has this just sense about him that he wants you all to understand where he's coming from so badly. Um, but you're just looking at him with these disapproving glances of not understanding the power that he's wielding and he's getting this, a little frustrated. Oh no, no. Fa Grawl, this Faustian Grawl motherfucker. Grawl gets it. <laughs> Grawl just gives him like a hug. Grawl is just in the, back, in the background like Thumbs up. Preach. Preach. <laughs> Came here for a sermon. Let's do yeah. this. Hallelujah. Mm. And speaking of sermons up in the air. Oh boy. You are aware that there are other cultists around you. There are converted townsfolk in this temple that had fled from your assault on the Yeah. On the place. And we're pretty dangerous. They are all listening with rapt attention. Some of them seem as though that they've heard this story before, and a few of them are more intent on the conversation that's happening. How many uh, people have shown up with like little things of popcorn to listen to the story again because it's their favorite? Well, the metaphorical popcorn well, is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they just—he just said they're almost out of food. Yeah. All they have left is popcorn. It's not exactly a super, like, sustaining food. <laughs> but you can see that some of them are now leaning in as the promise of the, the origins of the Jarashir are being dangled, because apparently this is a story that not many of them have heard, if any at all. Are there are any of those big bruiser types around as well? Uh, only one near the back is standing arms crossed near the door. It seems as though most of them were sent away when you warned Jeremiah Payne that the roads weren't safe anymore. Most of them yeah. were sent with the caravan to go get supplies. Which you you think has left by now, but you don't know. Yeah. And the bruiser by the door, who you note, will turn with a, a confused look on their face as there's a thump, thump, thump on the door. This is why he asked us which story we wanted to hear first. Should have asked the first. Should have done the other one. Hey, fun fact, I'll kill anyone who tries to interrupt the second story. <laughs> and here comes Esha. Oh, moral quandary. She can't, she can't stop me. She's small. I'll just hold her. The doors will fly open. And outside, you all turn and see a snow blind of a blizzard has consumed oh, outside. And someone will shout, The fires they! And then suddenly get cut off as a blade-like ribbon will pierce their shoulder, and then they'll let out a scream as they're dragged back out into the snow beyond the doors. Son of a bitch. 
Well, shit. Story time's over, I guess. It, that's what we're mad about. Is, is we didn't yeah. get a good story. God damn. The people just, inside oh the God. keep will shrink away from the doors. The bruiser by the door will ignite their hands with bloody red fire and stand ready to fight. And a creature will come stalking up out of the snows, waving little bands of steel dancing around its face. Its huge body kind of like bowled over like an ape as it comes walking up out of the snow. Its long clawed hands, its skin this pale blue. It sort of resembles the strange creature that you had seen atop the Edinson farmstead, but in only basic touches. This thing seems primal and wild and savage. It has this rabid look in its eyes. And those weird bands of steel that are waving around its face and chin will lash outward at the giant or the uh, thuggish cultist by the door. I need everyone to roll initiative. Yeah. Hey, quick question. Yeah? Um, did this story time count as a short rest? Sure. Okay, I'd love yeah. to roll some hit dice. Alright. I forgot I was in half health. <laughs> Um, okay. which means I three hit dice. Alright, so, as you're all doing that, you watch as this bearded, blue-skinned devil will just tear this cult fanatic apart at the front door. He will let out shouts and try to burn the creature with fire, but it seems to have zero effect on this thing. Okay, that's good to know, I guess. Um, does this short rest uh, recover my necrotic damage? Or no? What do you mean? Like, doesn't, don't, like, isn't necrotic damage? I don't remember if this is just that one attack from the dude who, like, depletes my uh, HP. The white depleted your HP. That. That's not universal. Okay. Okay. Got it. Cool. Neat. That helps. Um, everybody who's standing next to me, which is everybody, gets to add also my proficiency bonus. Just a reminder to their initiative uh, score to their initiative yeah okay oh, plus three yeah i'm probably going first so 25 to 20 ha <laughs> 30 holy oh my god <laughs> nat 20 <laughs> holy shit. Oh, shit that's awesome uh, yeah I got okay <laughs> cherish with the dirty 20 and i got 22 Tears with the 22. Wow. We are speedy boys now. Yeah. Um, so I got an 18 plus your two and my plus one. So 21 as well. Wow. Damn. So despite the fact that Cherish got a dirty on? 20, Elliot, you're I'm still going, going last. last. Bring it up the later side. <laughs> wow. Well, let me just... Oh. Throw away all of my fire spells. <laughs> Just right in the garbage. Alright, so that brings us to the top with Sid. Oh you God. are in a roughly square room. There are 
five rows of pews separating you and this devil at the door, though there is an, an empty center aisle running down the pews. At your back is the large crimson fire that seems to be the, the ritual altar of Jeremiah Payne, and there is perhaps 40 feet separating you and the front and the doors of this place. Okay. So How? Would... Oh, sorry, Michael. I, How I wide was... is the doorway? The door is double doors into the, the sanctum here, and is about 10 feet wide. The devil itself takes up most of that space, but that's only because of its flaying, whipping, strange, bladed beard. Um, Mike, uh, summoning uh, the second sword is a bonus action. Is that, is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Um... So I guess what uh is the cultist still alive? Uh, no. Okay. Um then I am not going to summon my sword. Uh I'm going to use my bonus action to dash so I can get there. Okay. I'm going I'm going to stab him. Stab away, my friend. Um this one. Maybe. Uh, does a 16 hit? 16 does hit. Okay. Um, and just to double check, is anyone standing within five feet who is not currently dead on the ground? None that you can see. Great. Um, okay. Okay, we've got... Uh, Am I adding uh, my Storm Piercer bonus to this? Of course. Great. So that is going to be a 27 damage. Hoofda. Jeez. Um, Hell. And I would like to use my remaining movement um, to not stand in between this <laughs> devil and everybody else and step maybe 10 feet to the side. All right. Uh, Thank you. And because yes. of your fancy footwork, you do not provoke any opportunity attack. So that is correct. That will bring us to Tirza with Grawl on deck. Yes. Um, Sid, are you directly off to the side or did you come, you came back towards us? I think I just stepped like directly to the side. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to, uh, is this thing inside the door? It's kind of on the edge of the door. It's, I think technically you're like right between the outside and the inside. Um, okay. I will. And again, see about this bad 40 feet away from you. Uh, let's see what this bad boy does. I will use my full movement to come up 30 feet, just straight down the center aisle. Mm -hmm. um, and then ready to defensive stance. So use the dodge cool. action? Yeah. All right. Cool, cool. That will bring us to Grawl. Okay. Um, I am going to move. How far away did you say he was? 40 feet. Oh, damn. Okay, um, I am going to do... Nah, fuck that shit. Um, I'm hexing this dick. <laughs> okay. 
with um, Hexblade's Curse or Hex? Hexblade's Curse. Okay. No, I don't have Hex. Well, then, I wish I was that cool. Please specify. Hexblade's Curse. Okay, thank you. I'm just the a humble thing I dungeon master. Right. I get confused about these things. There's a lot of rules to this. <laughs> yeah, to this damn rules. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'm going to use Hexblade's Curse on this, this uh, bladed uh, dude, and then I am going to move fifth no, I'll do I'll do twenty feet. Okay. And then I'm gonna hit him with Eldritch Blast. Hit away. Okay. Come on, nineteen. Uh nope. It's not a nineteen. It is uh it is a twenty-one to hit. Twenty-one will hit. Okay, and then damage, which is D ten. Come on the ground. Uh five. Okay, five damage. That brings us to Cherish. Or actually, you still yeah. had a second uh, Eldritch Blast, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yep. Sorry. And then it's all good. Ooh, that is a natural 20. What? So it's been a while since we've gotten one of those. To remind our listeners, we do epic crits here on Material Components. So you will take the maximum amount of damage you can do and then add that to a roll. Okay, so 10 plus uh, 8. So 18 Woo! more damage to this, this Damn! <laughs> um, Did not like that. Now we're over to Cherish. Yep. Um, I mean, you guys seem to have this pretty well in hand. Um... Well, no, you do. I mean, like, what? We There's like 30, it's almost 40 damage in one round. I'm just worried the record, there's going to yeah. be There might be. Deal with? There could be several of them. Yeah. Very so, I was thinking that, like, I could help usher people to the front so that they're not in, like, danger. Oh, so away from the, away from the door? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think that's a great idea. Okay. So give me a persuasion check. Okay. Try to wrangle folks. See how successful you are. Uh, 21. 21. All right. Uh, With a commanding voice, you usher a bunch of the crowded people away from pews and back towards the, the back of this place. You can see now that the rear wall is more of those etched reliefs and you can see that they're um give me a an arcana check real quick okay is this one i could use advantage on or no um you cannot okay that's another 21 all right 21 oh shit so there is the symbology here of the, the three Jarashir gods, but it's it's very strange. And it's not like anything you've seen before. And it's all centered around this huge kind of inverted U shape that you don't really comprehend, but they seem to be subservient to it in some way. Hmm. 
That brings us to Jeremiah Payne, who is going to toll the dead on this bearded devil. Uh, since nice. it has already taken damage, he's rolling d12s, and since he is above 5th level, he's getting to roll 2d12s. Uh, that is going to be a solid bong 10 necrotic damage on this thing. Um, because I already rolled its saving throw and it failed. That is... Let's see, is he going to do anything else? That's basically his turn. He's going to move back towards his people that Cherish has been wrangling. And he will stand next to the fire and dip one hand into it and raise the other hand as though getting ready to cast something larger. And that will bring us to the devil who is going to lunge to the side at Sid and that's that's fair. Attack you, let's see. With a claw and with a slashing wave of beard blades coming at you. Fun. The claw is going to be a 16 to hit. Ah, just misses. Ah, well, the beard is going to be an 18 to hit. Yeah, that's going to hit. <laughs> All right. I need you to make a constitution saving throw as this beard lashes oh, you. Good. <laughs> the beard will lash you for a whopping three piercing damage. Yeah, we'll see if that's it, though. Uh, 12. I rolled a 12. Oh, that's save. exactly what you needed. <gasps> yes! Nice. Woo! So when the, the blade slashes at you, you can feel some kind of intense, horrid cold seeping into your body, but you fight it and resist, and it stops at the wound. It doesn't seep into your blood. Oh, okay. Hey, so guys, just, don't get hit by it. Yeah, don't, don't get hit by the beard! <laughs> um, okay, and the claw missed, so that doesn't happen. That will bring us back up to the top with Sid. So, oh, I'm... Never mind. Um, I would like to bonus action grasp my sword, uh, both hands on the handle, pull them apart as a bonus action for two storm piercers. I can still only attack once this round, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. I lunge at it and stab it in a fleshy part. It's all fleshy parts, my friends, except for the beard. Except for the beard. Um, don't stab it there. Don't stab it in the beard. No beard stabbing. Oh, oh, that's a nat twenty, my friend. Oh lord, Ooh, damn! That's a nat. I'm just gonna 20. Just tear this creature card up right now to save myself mm -hmm. the trouble. Okay. <laughs> so the max amount of damage that I can do is uh -huh. thirty-nine damage. Yep. Fuck. That's disgusting. Uh, it is. Fucking rogues, man. So, Lisman, just for spoilers, I need you to roll above a one. Level one, and I realize you're rolling like five dice right now. So, uh huh, yeah. Um, I've yes. done the math. I think I, you can do it. I I should be okay. But <laughs> I just would love to see the number that this is going to be. Uh huh. Real uh huh. Cool. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll give you that one. Uh huh. Plus four plus three. Uh, seventy damage. Cool. Seven zero. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> Oh, when I run a one shot, I'm gonna have to make some adjustment adjustments to the health. My God, <laughs> good lord! That listen. that was me having an adjustment to this thing's health. <laughs> you know, a nat twenty for a rogue is a nat twenty. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, just, it's a beautiful thing. If I was playing by the book and 
uh, using the bearded devil's regular health, that attack still would have killed it in one hit. Um. <laughs> I I was just about to say uh, note to self for our our eventual battle royale. Sid can absolutely one hit kill me. <laughs> Note note to Tirza for inevitable battle royale. Take some levels in rogue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So lunging forward, two storm piercers in hand, one crackling with uh, an electric outline. You stab this thing in the throat with the other, tearing the sword back towards you. So you make this creature into a Pez dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> Its beard will whip around, flailing wildly as its head begins to tumble backwards, and it now looks like it just has these, like, writhing tentacles of steel coming up out of its shoulders, and no head is present, and it will flop backwards onto the ground. Um, I would like to, like, put myself up against the wall and just wait for something else to walk through the doorway. Okay. Um, and that's my turn. All right. Tirza, there is yeah. not an apparent threat. Cool. I'm going to move up to the doors and just take a little, little peeksy out of the out of there. All right. Give it's me imagining. a perception check at disadvantage. Head underwater. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you all get one of those moments this campaign. As you move towards the door, you stride over the corpse of the bearded devil and stare out into a snowblind blizzard. What did you roll? Well, it wasn't a botch, but it That's was good. a two. Uh, Making your total? So, three. Three. Excellent. You don't have good perception. Staring out, again, the blizzard that you saw contained beyond the fires has consumed this fort. You can barely see five feet out past the doors here, and the snow is already beginning to pile on the ground in front of you. All of those little campfires that you saw lit in the courtyard here have been extinguished. You can hear sounds of shouting and fighting out in that blizzard, but you can't make anything out from the door. That will bring us to Grawl. Okay, uh, I am going to move up uh, like right behind Tirza. Um, just like... I'm, I've got my great sword out, and I'm ready to to whoop some ass in case something like uh tries to pounce on Tirza. Okay, with her, with her head out out in the the, the snow. All right. So Grawl right behind Tirza, Sid right behind Grawl. You're all stacked up on the door, waiting for something to come, and you can all hear the shouting, the fighting, screams out in the snow, but nothing is immediately attacking you. Cherish. I cast fly myself and I fly into blizzard. No. Um <laughs> <No>! <laughs> That is that is a choice. <laughs> no. Uh uh we can like the door's open. Like can we we can see that it's blizzard even like the back of the this church. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the cold wind moving into this place is fierce and bitter. It's biting at everyone. Uh, there was definitely a moment when the doors were kicked open and this wind blew in that everyone let out small shrieks and moans as the wind bites at your flesh. It's like suddenly having harsh, cold exposure burning across your skin. Mm -hmm. It's like a freezer burn, you might say. You might say. 
you might hmm. say. Okay. You might also not say. It's it's up to you, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, do you guys have like? I don't know what you guys like. What? I'm sorry. I'm I'm referring. I'm talking to Jeremiah Payne. Like, so, what's the protocol for this, if any? We need to get the fires relit. We need to contain this. Pray my people are alive enough to keep them maintained. I don't know how this happened. I don't... They should... They've never been able to break through like this before. Yeah, well, you leave one of these things open too long and all hell starts to break loose. But it's... Uh, which I do. I don't do that. Um, okay, well, what do we need to do? No finger guns? <laughs> and... When you ask that, Jeremiah Payne will close his eyes, suck in a deep, deep breath, his hand still on the fire, and you can see suddenly the fire inside this place diminish and grow small as he absorbs it into himself. His sleeve still rolled up. You can see it creeping up his arm in crimson red veins that work themselves towards that brand on his inside arm, and it suddenly glows with a hot red as though it is now a fresh burn mark on his skin. And he'll let out a breath, and it jets steam out of his nose. And his eyes open up, and they're glowing with that bright red that immediately reminds you of the devils you've been consorting with the last evening. Great. I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure that this does not have anything to do with me or my terrible, terrible dad. <laughs> what about your uncle? I don't think I have one. about that? He's a great guy. Yeah. I don't think so. As a oh no! You'll no. meet him eventually. They're not technically <laughs> brothers, but yeah. That's not who I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, okay, great, awesome. Who's to say your mother didn't have siblings? Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. As Jeremiah Payne sucks this fire in, he will stride forward towards the door, catching up with all of you. I'm trailing behind him. And as he moves towards the door, you can see that the blizzard is pushed slightly away in a radius around him. That's cool. And the cold diminishes immediately when you draw near to him. And he'll shout out over the sound of howling winds, We need to get to the bonfires and have them relit! Moving out into the courtyard, do you follow Jeremiah Payne? Does his his followers who are in the keep do they come with him? No, they yeah. are staying behind. In fact, he instructed them to do so. That's that's fair and good. I just yeah. want to make sure that they're like gonna be okay. Yeah, they should find blankets they're or something. Fine. Yeah, they're huddling together near the rear, and you see at least one of them. the The young woman Anna is attempting to kindle a fire in her hand and everyone is huddling around it. Thank you. Moving out into the courtyard of this compound, you see that there are still people fighting here. The caravan didn't make it far. Outside, you can see people fighting on the path leading to this place. On the battlements around you, there's the hum of and twang of crossbows being fired. Dark shapes wheel around the blizzard around you, streaking through the snow. And um, coming up 
out of the snow. You see these lurching, horrible forms, blue-skinned, putty-like creatures of lurching meat with drooping, melted faces on their front, letting out awful moans as they'll come out of the snow and lunge at individuals in front of you. There are screams, there's the sound of battle, people are shouting about the fires, it's chaos out here. Um, Mike, the uh, bearded devil, he got beheaded, right? His head is separate from, from the body. Uh, there are still some rough tendons and a spine connecting it. Can I, can I grab the least gross piece and put it in the bag of holding? You want to just tear the head off? Or something, yeah. Or, like, tear a chunk of its beard out? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Alright, sure. You yeah. grab a, a handful of bearded devil beard, probably four or five strands, and you jam it into the bag of holding? Yeah. Alright. Okay, cool. Sid's taking trophies. Okay. That's a new and disturbing what, development. What, uh, yeah. uh, what other uh, pieces of the homicidal triad uh, <laughs> has Sid exhibited? Did he wet the bed? Any Betty, any bed. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking maybe we could close the uh, the realm scar with a piece of something that came through, but no, I, I could also I just leave no, it. No, I know. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. But yes, I did. Well, I didn't wet the bed. I didn't really have one of those, so. Uh... <laughs> you peed the streets. But I did pee the streets. I did pee the streets. That is true. As you come out into the <laughs> courtyard. The sounds of battle are undercut by this strange humming that is growing louder and louder. This That um, can't be good. It's probably a bad sign. <laughs> streaking out of the sky on three pairs of ephemeral... They're like cruel mockeries of dragonfly wings that are made of stained glass or ice... This creature comes shrieking out of the sky. It's flesh, if you want to call it that, a bone, milk white. The tips of its fingers, these long, distended talons that end in dripping gore. This thing has clearly killed before. It has a long, spine-like tail that ends in a cruel-looking barbed hook. Its whole body is this long, lanky, horrible, bone-like creature that comes swooping out of the sky, landing in your midst and letting out a horrible... <laughs> shriek. Hate that. No. Uh, and it seems to be zeroing in on Jeremiah Payne. Yeah, I'm not going to let that happen. Sid. <laughs> yes. You're up first. Uh, it lands. Is yeah. That correct. Yeah. It... I would like to <sighs> lunge forward and strike it. it. Lands not 20 feet away from you. Cool. Um. Swing my. Well, actually, I have two swords. Yay. Tirza, you're on deck. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first hit is an 8, or sorry, the first swing is an 18. 18 will not hit. Okay. So Your now sword glances off of its flesh, and you can see now that its whole, it doesn't have skin, it has this just sealed chitin that is seamless over its body. It almost looks like it's made of bone. Damn. Um, like yeah, don't like that either. So mm -hmm. 18 doesn't hit, that's not a good sign. Um, that is going to be 
Would it be uh, 21 to hit? 21 will hit. Great. Okay. Damn. So this is with the bonus action, so I will not get my dexterity modifier. Um, no, are there but any... you do get your sneak attack. I do get my sneak attack, yes. Um, are there any creatures... Oh, okay, yeah, that answers my question. Uh, okay, that is cool. 6, 8, 12, 16, plus 4, or no, sorry, plus... Uh, so that would be uh, 19 damage. 19 damage, all right. That brings us to tears. Unless Sid, you want to move at all? You have still about ten feet of movement left. Um, I would like to shift around it so that if somebody came straight at it, um, we'd be fine. Okay. Behind you, behind it, you are confronted by this long scorpion-like tail and those horrible, like shifting, shattering wings that it flies on. Well, that's okay. Tears up. Uh... Um, Grawl, you are on deck. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, uh, that seems like a good idea. Uh, what Sid just did, so I'm gonna do the same thing. Let's warhammer this this bad boy. Rush up and attack uh, with the warhammer. Yeah, how much movement do I uh, use for that? About twenty feet. Okay. Um. Cool. Uh, did you say 18 hits? No. Okay. I'll do that again then. Okay. What do we got? Uh, I'm bad at math. I'm sorry. Uh, what is 16 plus five? 21. 21 does hit. Would okay, she and I... advantage on these attacks? Yeah, cause because you said flanking. you are flanking. Yeah. So, how about we make that the first oh. hit for your first attack, and then roll your second attack as well? Okay. And um, I'd like to add second level Divine Smite to that, please. That seems wise. <laughs> Good idea. Uh... <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. That is... Uh... 16 Radiant and 4 Bludgeoning. And let's do that again. What do we got? That's a nat, that's a nat 20. And I would hey. like to do the same thing and add Divine Smite. I don't know if that is affected by nat 20, but... Um, because the sneak attack is, I'll say the Divine Smite is. The the tricky bit with Paladins yeah. is that because you have to call the Divine Smite after the attack lands, you basically get to decide whether or not you want to crit with all of your smite damage. <laughs> which is a little unfair. It's, a little bit. It's a little uh, broken. It's, yeah. I, de- I defer to your judgment because this is a house rule on crits. Yeah. Um, well, no, it's this not even... With it's just crits in general, like it's weird yeah. with paladins because when you crit, then you say, I would also like to add smite. Now, normally, uh, the smite damage would not be added onto the crit as per written rules. Um, but I'm gonna say, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, so, so I'm assuming second level smite again. 
Yeah, that's 32 radiant and 8 bludgeoning. Cool. <laughs> and does that include the roll? Oh, no, that doesn't include the roll. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. I didn't think so. <laughs> so 40 plus whatever you roll. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy, oh, boy. And now Sid uh, and Tirza have a contest going. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Cherish, how's it going over there? Going good? That's great. That's, yeah. that's, I was about... That's, thir that's 13 more radiant and 3 more bludgeoning. Okay, so 40 plus 16 is 56. Who boy. So, 45, 95. Wow, alright. This thing did not like that. That brings us to Grawl. <laughs> Tirza just like looks at Sid over over the like back of this thing and is just like, "Yeah, I see you. It's coming for you." Um. Yeah. No. I'm. Uh. This. Hopefully, I'll get to a second turn. Um, <laughs> for a second turn here. Uh, there's a okay. bunch of there's a bunch of dudes in this courtyard. No, 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 no. I want to fight the big dude. I didn't get to fight the big dude last time. I'm taking my chance, okay? Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, uh, I am going to uh, use Hexblade's Curse on this dude now, since my previous target is dead. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to... Is Hexblade's Curse a bonus action? Because online it doesn't say anything. It just says you can place a curse. I believe it is. Um... Place a curse. Okay. Let me grab my copy of Xanathar's and double-check real quick. Um, but I believe placing the Hexblade's Curse is a bonus action. Okay. Let us continue forward as though that is true. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's uh, Hexblade's Curse, um, starting at first level, blah, 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 blah. As a bonus action, choose one target within 30 feet of you. The target is cursed for one minute. Oh. You know, see the thing that says as a bonus action? Yeah, I skipped that one little tiny thing, and I yeah. read everything else. Uh, well, except for what the up, very Jared, last I'm sentence as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, what does what does the last sentence say? Yeah, Reed, you also did not read the last sentence, which says you can't use this feature again until you oh, finish a balls. short or long rest. This ruins all of my plans. Okay, it's fine. It doesn't change anything. I'm gonna use an Eldritch Blast on this fool. All right, Eldritch Blast away, my friend. Uh, so that is a uh, twenty-three. Twenty-three will hit. hit for beam one. Okay. So die. For that is nine damage for beam one. All right. And beam two is probably, that is not going to hit, not an 18. Nope. Okay. Well, all right then. Moving it all, staying go. where you are. Uh, Yeah. How is, how far away is he now? Because we were all at the door. It's about 20 feet away, and he's on the very edge of Jeremiah Payne's, like, aura. Okay. Uh, Not 20 feet. 20 feet's good. My feet's good. All right, staring where you are. Cool. That will bring yep. us to Cherish with pain on deck. Um. Okay. Damn. Who has the best wisdom? No, <laughs> that's not something no. I would. That's nothing I would ask in character. Um. But it's me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna mm, yeah, I'm going to. 
Oh, but the but the center point I can put up to 120 feet away. Okay, what I want to do is I'm going to cast slow on a point to where the only people in the affected area would be Sid, Tirza, and this big horse flying thing. Okay. And then I'm going to use a sorcery point to cast careful spell and make it so that Sid and Tirza make their save automatically. Cool. So Great. The, the devil has to make what kind of saving throw? It has to make a wisdom saving throw. Sweet. That is a 19. Damn it. It just shrugs Sorry, off your spell as you try to slow it down. It seems to just drip off of this thing like water off a duck's back as your magic just sluices off of its carapace. It is a good attempt, though. Damn it. That would have been super helpful. That would have been super good. Are you moving at it's all? all right. No, I am also going to stay 20 feet. All right. Jeremiah Payne will stay where he is as well, but he will attempt to cast Banishment on this thing and lash out with his hand and kind of like twist and say, Back to where you came from, Hailspawn! Uh, unfortunately, oh. I already rolled this thing's saving throw and it, again, just shrugs the spell off, seeming to have no effect on this thing. No, no, I want to kill this thing, JP. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> JP, don't worry about it. I got this. We got this. The devil will rustle its crystalline shattering wings and they will buzz harshly and it will lunge forward at Jeremiah Payne. Uh, Tirza, Sid, you both get attacks of opportunity as the thing just flies straight away from you towards its primary target. Okay. Cool, 21 again. 21 will hit. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a oh, uh, 19. 19 will hit. Okay. I'm, ass Ooh. I'm assuming I can't use <laughs> Divine Smite on an attack opportunity uh, for bludgeoning damage. Divine Smite, I think, specifically is a... It's, it's an action. Yeah, it's a... Yeah. It's a I bonus it... action? Mm, I mean, it... No, or is it, it's part it's of an attack action. It's part of an attack action. Okay. I need to read up specifically. I was. Might. I was kidding mostly. But... Well, I mean, hey, more damage is more damage. Um. Gig is a gig is a gig is a gig. I was about. I was about <laughs> to do that. Lisman, what did you get for damage? Uh, so I had a quick question about sneak attack. It's once per turn you can deal an extra. However, yes, you cannot use sneak attack if you've already, uh, on this round, attacked. Or yeah. actually, no. Sneak attack is once per turn. Yeah. Then you could absolutely do sneak attack on... That's what I would like to do. Want to attack it, of opportunity? Uh, so long as it doesn't say once per round. If it says once per turn, this is technically a different turn. That's true. Um, do you want me to look in the book? Because I wrote it down. Um, um sorry, I, I've have I have the page open right here, actually. Great. So... Oh, okay. That was a bad. Knock attack. Uh, Tirza, how much damage did you deal? Uh, it was just four. Four bludgeoning damage? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is once per turn, huh? Yeah, so you could absolutely use the sneak attack on this. Um, and as for Ooh. the Divine Smite... 
Don't smoke. Not too shabby. It does not. Yeah, it just says whenever you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack, you can expend spell slots to do the thing. Oh, shit. So if you want to throw some Divine Smite on that attack, go for it. I would love to. (laughs) Uh, So that with sneak attack is going to be 28 damage. Woo, doggy. That's 19. 19 radiant Radiant. damage? Oh, Mm -hmm. lordy. You two. (laughs) Yeah, I was fucked up. You you two need to slow down, okay? (laughs) Cool out, alright? Again, this is the only thing my character is good at fighting. Again, I'm good at fighting literally everything. (laughs) I stab unopposing books. Okay, so this thing is looking really ragged, but it will get between the two of you and streak towards Jeremiah Payne, and it will lash out with its claws and with its tail in a series of blinding attacks. Oh no, that's oh, no. really high. No, cri- no, no crits, so that's something. That's... Okay. Um, but Jeremiah Payne ain't exactly uh, the dodgiest of folk. Um... <laughs> And I'll he's... just trick me. Yeah, no. <laughs> <Cold weather. laughs> um, so that is eight plus nine is seventeen plus. Oh no! It's not oh, good. It's, this thing. It's not good, folks. I've... I'm going to rip this thing in half with my bare hands. Bare hands? 29. You've never looked underneath Tears' gloves. They're just paws. How do you think she stays so warm out there uh, in the snow all the time with her reindeer? Wow. Okay. Fur lining. So a miracle just happened. Um, well, that, this is the time and place for it. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, for seriously. real. You're welcome, you guys. <laughs> So this thing's tail attack deals poison damage on top of the piercing damage. Yeah. Um, and Makes it, sense. On the 5d6 I rolled for the poison damage, Ooh. four of them were ones. Ooh. Wow. Uh, so, uh, Jeremiah Payne is only taking... Oh, did I... Let's oh, see. I'm so terrified to find out how much damage he's about to take. Yes. Only taking thirty-eight points of damage between the poison and all the slashing and piercing. Um, he is still upright, but he is not looking good. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine that he's not. And yeah, uh, he will let out a shout and seem to like clutch at his head for a moment as this creature is bearing down on him and he'll let out a shout and say stay out of my mind you fiend as he fends off some attack that remains unseen okay yeah that brings us back to the top with sid yeah gonna stab this motherfucker um so he he went past me to attack jeremiah Payne. i'd like to sneak up 
well, not sneak up. I'm going to run up and, uh, <laughs> well, I think you know the rest. Um, hug it. Hug it. Oh, that's going to miss. Uh, yeah, because that, yeah, that's going to miss. It's less than eight. Oh. Uh, are you, so not, are you flanking? You're yeah. flanking with a whole bunch that of people. That was with, that was. With advantage? Uh, that was with advantage. Oh, okay. Two nines. Um, so now my second attack. Yes. Um, come on. That's better. Okay. That's going to be 22 to hit. 22 will hit. Great. Uh, right. So without my dexterity modifier. Tears are you are on deck, by the way. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a bad roll. That's a really bad sneak attack roll. Wow. Um, that's going to be... Uh, so, uh, 14 damage. Oh, well, that, yeah. ain't that adorable? That's nothing. That's four ones. Well, the, the karmic scales are balanced now. I guess yeah. so. I crit earlier. I Jeremiah can't. Payne did not get one shot. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. All right. That will bring us to Tirza with Grawl on deck. The creature has zoomed back towards Jeremiah Payne. Uh, Cherish, Grawl, Payne, and Sid are all dogpiling on this thing. <laughs> Fuck him up. Uh, is there a way that I can get around this bad boy to where Jeremiah Payne is? So I can, like, I don't know, maybe impose some disadvantage or something. <laughs> you would have to dash to get there. This creature is large. You'd have to run around it. Um. Or you could attempt to roll under its legs, but you might provoke an opportunity attack. Or it could try to stab at you and instead stab itself because he's dumb. But, but that sounds really cool, though. Um. So I'll say I this much. No. You can either dash to get around to Jeremiah Payne, or you could roll normally. I'm playing some Calvin Ball with the rules here. You can dive under this thing's legs and end your turn prone next to Jeremiah Payne. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would like to um, maneuver like half of the way around it. Uh, if I could, okay. to, like, to its side. You get 20 feet to it and 10 feet to go around its uh, diameter a little bit. And that's my whole movement? Cool. Yep. Um, am, I, am I in line with anything else? Like, from where I'm facing through it, am I in line with anything? No. Cool! I'm gonna just do a little casual softball throw. No, I will throw my warhammer at it and channel some divinity. Just point please. blank point blank range storm strike. Yes, please. Sounds good. So, what kind of saving throw does it need to make? Uh, it has to make dex, but it rolls with disadvantage if I hit it with the toss. Well, let's see if you so. hit. I'll say you have advantage cuz this thing is surrounded at this point. That's good, because that was a bad roll. That is a better roll, but I don't know if it's good enough. Uh, 
18? 18 no, we already hit. decided that won't hit. Fine. Uh, it does not have disadvantage, but it has to make a dex save. Its dexterity saving throw is 15. I'm sorry, you uh, cut out. Oh, 15 is what it rolled for its dexterity saving throw. Motherfucker. Ah, shit. Unfortunately, Ugh. this devil seems to be rather impervious to magic. It... Oh. Yeah. Oh, then. Yeah. Didn't know that. So it's taking half damage on the lightning. Yeah, so that's. Uh... Just give me the total and I'll. Half it up. It's only taking... I already halved it. It's okay. only eight lightning damage. Okay, eight lightning damage. Mm. Yeah, so it takes the full eight. Cool. That'll bring us to Grawl. Okay. This so. thing's right on top of you, Grawl. Great. Cool. Jeremiah um, Payne has been stricken just to your left. He's let out an old man. <gasps> oh, no, no. JP. Um, Free action. I'm going to be like, don't let it kill JP. <laughs> no. Anyways. Um, uh, a question. Am I getting advantage on any of these or like... Uh, I, on any of I what? I don't remember. My attacks. What are you I'm doing to attack? With, I'm going to hit him with my sword. Then yeah, you have advantage on these okay, attacks. I just want to make sure. Okay. Well, uh, first I'm going to cast uh, Staggering Smite on myself. Um, and come on, baby, I need to... That's a bonus action to cast Staggering Smite? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, this is a fancy fourth level spell. Yes, it is. It's my best boy. Oh my, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's why I wanted to get to my second turn. <laughs> anyways, I didn't... Yeah, anyways. Okay, uh, come on, baby. Uh... Let's... I believe you have a plus six or plus seven to your sword attack rolls. Yes, I do. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Dirty 20 will hit. Great. Cool. Um, so attack one is 2d6. So that's five plus another 4d6. So the staggering smite, when you hit with a melee attack, it deals an extra 4d6 psychic damage. Target must make a mm -hmm. wisdom saving throw or... Have disadvantage on attack rolls, ability checks, and can't take reactions. Wow. Holy shit. Oh. Yeah, this is how I fucked up that big boy when we were fighting the kobolds. Yeah. Um, this thing rolled a... Let's see, it's wisdom saving throw. Is an 18 on its whiz save. Yeah. So it's not staggered, but it's still taking the psychic damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Let's see here. Uh, another five, and then uh, another four on top of that. So that is nine plus five, uh, thir uh, 14. 14. For, cool. That's my first attack and yep. the staggering smite. Yep. And then attack two yep. with the sword. Staggering smite uh, is still active because it lasts for a minute, yeah? Or does it... Um, Up to one minute. Yeah. <laughs> so this just keeps going. Oh, boy. Yep. Um, eight. That is another twenty to hit with attack two. So Does actually, every I, single time I hit? no, I'm reading staggering smite. The next time you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack, so that it yeah, only happens the once. once. Yeah, still okay. 
And then, oops, four and four. Okay, so eight more damage. Eight more damage, very nice. This thing is looking rocked, but it is still standing. That brings us That's to good. Cherish. Um, okay, I might not do this, but uh, I would like to ask this question uh, once again, and I promise this is the last time I'm going to ask it, because I'm actually going to write down the answer this time. Mm. Um, so, when you cast, when if I would, if I were to cast Misty Step, which is mm -hmm. a second level spell. Yes. If I wanted to cast another spell, since that's a bonus action, it I could only cast a cantrip? Correct. Okay. Un unless you have quickened spell. Unless I have quickened spell. Okay. So anything above a cantrip, if I cast it, the, the next thing I cast has to know also cantrip. Unless I have quickened spell. So if you cast a spell as a bonus action... Yes. Any subsequent spells you cast have to be a cantrip. Unless okay. you Even possess... Even just a first level? Yes. Okay. Okay. Unless you have quickened spell, have, which yeah. you do not. I don't. Yet. <sighs> We're getting there. <laughs> Soon. Um, okay. Well, I am going to cast... Um, Magic Missile, then, as a second-level spell. Cool. Uh, four darts. Four darts. Right out the thing. Fuck him up. Six. Eleven. Fifteen. Fifteen. <sighs> two. Oh boy. Okay. So this thing is riddled with magic missiles, letting oh. out a, a horrified shriek, but it's still not going down. Oh, it's God. What's wrong with this thing? Die. God. And that brings uh, Cherish. Are you moving? Staying where you are? Um, As of right now, you're right next to Jeremiah Payne. Just yeah. Uh, stay where I am. Okay. Payne will. Unfortunately, he is not actually a cleric. He has no healing spells. Oh. He will oh. reach forward with his hand and attempt to cast inflict wounds at third level on this thing. Damn. Okay. This could do it. JP. Come on, man. Come on, come on JP. Test your boy. Come on, JP. MVP. So he has to make no. a a spell attack against this creature. Oh no. No. Mike. JP. Mike. Mike, JP. roll better. I I mean, I I I can't this is literally the worst he could have rolled. Um, oh, Mike. That's, oh, God. yep. I mean, I'm, I'm sending you the picture right now. That's, that's yeah. just what it is. Um, oh, no. JP, what the fuck? God damn it, JP. Thankfully, the percentile was only 8%, so it's not a, a, an absolute mess of a, uh, a botch, but it is still a botch. He places a hand on this thing's carapace and he just swats him aside. And it is going to 
second verse, same as the first, just tear into him. Let's hit roll some real bad attack rolls right now. Maybe a few more bosses. Do NPCs get death saving throws? Well, I mean... I'm so bad. He would um, accept that this happened. Oh. Oh. And I'm going to send you all another picture right now. No, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at it. (laughs) Can you not? It's really bad. Because on That's two really on on two of its three attacks, it rolled a oh. nineteen and a twenty, and so that was on its claw attacks. I... To be fair, that weren't that was not on its tail, so that's something. Um, oh, that didn't God. help, Mike. I've oh, never God. been more mad in my life. <laughs> that than just this worked out so poorly on every uh-huh. side. <laughs> uh huh. Ah. So, for its first critical hit for its claw attack, it is going to deal 12 plus... And there's max damage. Uh, 12 plus 12 is 24 for the first claw attack. Second sure. claw attack, it's going to deal another 10, so that's 34. The tail is still going to hit, and I am shaking right now, and I dropped all my dice. Um... <laughs> Mike's killing one of his characters. No. This is the best I've rolled in sessions. <laughs> is, oh, no. I am just rolling no. eight after eight after eight. This is insane. Um, oh, you know, and I feel super shitty because, like, I was like, man, I was going to, you know, try to have the lesser bring the boss over here, but I think we got this in the bag. But no, we don't. I should have brought in the nuke. <laughs> so f- it's 24 plus 14 is 36 yep 36 plus 5 is 41 42 points of damage and Jeremiah Payne goes down as this tail just impales him going straight through the gut he'll (coughs) suddenly get wide eyed his vision going from that cloudy gray to suddenly the dark blue orbs of his pure eyes and he'll stare into the middle distance, coughing, holding this tail that has just rent him through the middle. And the devil will pause for a second, its wings buzzing, its mouth. It doesn't smile because its skin seems fixed in place, its carapace fused together, but its jaws open and this horrible white tongue comes lathering out over its teeth. And... I need everyone to make a perception check to see if they hear the last words of Jeremiah Payne. Oh. Uh, I think I might be... <laughs> oh, 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 this is sad. Nope. I probably hear it. I probably don't. I also probably hear it. <laughs> I, I would like to I hear the six. totals of your rolls. Well, six. I got a nat 20, so 28. I got a 23. Could have used a nat 20 on my last stack roll, but that's fine. Olivia? Yeah, I got a a 6 as well. Grawl, Sid, the wind shifts just right. Grawl, you're standing right next to this man, so you can hear it out loud, Mm. but Sid, you hear these words filtering over the wind, and he'll say, the living gate. 
and then expire on this thing's tail. It will flip backward, whipping the corpse off of its tail and turn, <laughs> snarling at all of you. And that brings us back up to Sid. As that happens, the blizzard suddenly <laughs> closes in, making visibility almost nothing. Can I see it? It is this huge form in front of you, but every attack roll you have now has disadvantage. Okay. Um, are we still surrounding it at all? Yes, so you would also have advantage. That just makes it a straight attack roll. Straight attack. Okay, come on. Fuck you. That misses. In the heart of the cards. All right. Now with my offhand... Both miss. All right, that brings us to Tirza. Just a straight roll, right? Yep. Yep. Fuck. Cool. Nineteen. Nineteen will hit. I'd like to add divine smite. <laughs> All right. First level, second level. I have to add first level. All right. Because I don't have anything else. <sighs> um, that's five bludgeoning. And uh, one more. That's good, at least. Um, let's see, five plus seven plus eight radiant. Uh, 20. 20. 20. So, Tears, are you lunge forward? Suddenly, you're hammer glowing with a crackling gray-blue energy. There's this burst of white light from you. The snow is just burned away in a 30-foot radius, and this creature turns. It's fully revealed in this blizzard for half a second as your hammer comes down and just smashes into its skull. You see horrible pink flesh revealed beneath the carapace, its whole head just exploding as your hammer drives through into its neck. And it falls onto the ground. The blizzard still raging around you. Combat is over for the moment. But there's still the sound of fighting all around you. Yeah, that didn't make me feel better. (laughs) Uh, Is the corpse still... Is Jeremiah Payne still on its tail? No, he got flung off. He's somewhere out in the blizzard. Um, Can I actually... Because uh, it was, I was right up on it. Can I use my thirty feet to like run out towards the sounds of fighting? Sure, absolutely. Cool. I'd like to expend my whole movement. Yeah, Tirza rushes off towards the sound of fighting, towards the front gate. What are the rest of you doing? Can I, so like it threw bef- before the blizzard closed in? Can I see the direction that it threw Jeremiah Payne? You vaguely know which direction it went into, but this is whiteout conditions. You can yeah. barely see your own hand in front of your face. Does anybody know what the living gate is? He mentioned it earlier, and just now, before he died. Sid, then, what, Sid what is shouting over the sounds of fighting and howling winds. What do I need to roll to know what that is? Oh, this is some deep arcana. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll do it anyway. Yep. No advantage? Nope. Yeah. Do I just not get to have that anymore? 
<laughs> I mean, can I have a yes or no answer? Like, just out of character? So, you try to reach for Maz's help. And she has not spoken since that yeah. burst of energy that let Lou continue on living for the brief time you needed to get them to Marshall Forrester. And when you reach out asking if Maz knows anything about the Living Gate, there is a resounding silence. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Well, it's only 15. You have no idea. Okay. I'm assuming that I can't hear this because I've run off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No idea, it's, Sid. It's fine because I, I preemptively just tossed my die for a religion roll and got a one. So, <laughs> Grawl, um, what are you doing? Gonna... Um, would it's detect magic? I don't know. I don't think that's going to affect anything if I cast Eldritch Sight to try and see through this at all. Are you going to try? Yeah. Okay. You can see the magic items being held by your friends and the magic items on a corpse about 30 feet away. Gotta go. Uh, Cherish, did you run off in that direction? Yeah. Or like in a direction? Well, Is Cherish uh, within like, like I can go grab Cherish and lead you, Cherish to you the You gently body. steer Cherish and <laughs> there was definitely a, a moment where if you had let her keep going, she would have like wandered right past the body. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, oh, thanks, bud. Yep. And as you both rush forward and kneel down towards the body, uh, you see that there are three magical signatures on the body, Grawl. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you, Pat, do you, do, do you loot the body or what are you doing here? Well, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like looting another body. I kind of won that one, um, but mm -hmm. no, I'm not going to loot the body. Okay, Cherish, what are you I doing? Bad at, about that, at Jeremiah um, Payne's body. I was, I, I came over here to try and see if, God, like I could, because he was, he had absorbed the fire in the church to try to go light the bonfires, so I was gonna try to see if, like, I could do that? Take it? Take it from him? To go do that? But I don't know if that's a thing. And Ooh, also, yeah, yes, obviously, it, out yes. of character, this is a super bad idea, but in character, I don't know. This is a very I'm just trying to help, Mike. Interesting for, idea. I'm for our audience listeners, Mike is making a very scary face, <laughs> full yeah. of delight and full of delight. devilishly. You stare down at the body, and you can see glowing amidst the flurrying snow is the shimmering heat of the brand at his arm, flung out at an unnatural angle next to Jeremiah Payne. That brand still glows, despite the fact that he looks like he's dead. Yeah. 
Do you? Do you? I don't you... know if this is mechanic. I don't know. Like this is this is one of those things where like I don't know enough about the mechanics of D and D to be like, is this even a thing I can do? I'm just trying to narratively like, okay, we have to light the bonfires. So if there's any way I can get this power from him to go do that. Which, like, I don't know, that doesn't... I, I'm operating on fantasy fantasy novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Here. And I'll say this much. Cherish stares down at this brand in desperate, pleading, like, this is, like, the magic needs to work in this way in this moment, but she doesn't know enough about this sort of thing, the packed magic, whatever this is, to even begin to try to extract this power. I could stab him. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I think that Cherish, like, hey, so I know that you don't like to talk about your but, like, I know that your magic is not your own, and you get it from someone else, like these cultists do. I, do you want there... me to stab him? I... It kind of? I don't... Oh, okay. I just don't know if it's going to no, do anything. That's... As you are debating this, the snow suddenly lulls for a moment. There's that, that brief moment in a snowstorm where everything just drifts. The winds die down. There's a stillness. The air clears suddenly, and you can see for a moment there are bodies strewn everywhere. Those horrible potty creatures are being killed rather effectively by the cultists, but on the battlements you can see other of those bearded creatures. There's at least one more of those huge bone devils wheeling through the sky. And suddenly, at your feet, you feel this... And rising up over the keep at the rear of this fortress, you see a giant blue chitinous hand crash on top of the keep and then lifting itself up over the top of the temple you see a giant insect-like creature with hunched, barbed shoulders. One of its hands crushes down into the keep, smashing the top battlements. Its other arm raises up and you see this humongous glaive planted in the wall next to the keep, and as it lifts itself up over, it lets out a terrifying mournful cracking howl. And I think it is there that we are going to take our break. Oh, God. And when we return, y'all thought the bone devil was the big guy. Nope. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM, here today to talk to you about a very, well, evil subject. And that is one of the layers of hell. Specifically, Stygia. You know, one of the cold ones. Now you may be asking yourself, Omatep, why are you talking about Stygia? And if that isn't obvious by now, I think you need to be listening a little bit harder, my friends. Cold. Hells. Stygia. Eh? Eh? Have you figured it out yet? Because I think Cherish has. Anyway, Stygia is the fifth layer of the Nine Hells of Bator. It is a vast frozen sea, dominated by ice flows and icebergs. 
And beneath all of that ice, they say there is a dark, endless sea, full of deep and terrible horrors. And the surface? Well, it ain't much better. Stygia, on the whole, is wild and untamed, full of brutish, fiendish creatures that are just as likely to attack each other as invaders to their realm. Much of it is trackless wasteland, so the armies of the Hells tend to use it for training purposes for the Blood War. Less chance of killing your own troops if you try to test out a demon-killing super-bomb in a giant frozen wasteland. It's nice that you can just have a place to do that in the Hells. Well, nice for Asmodeus, I'm sure. Speaking of the Prince of Evil, it is funny. You know, the ruler of Stygia is this guy named Levistus, and he is trapped inside of an iceberg. Crazy, I know, right? It is said that he and Asmodeus had some kind of kerfuffle eons ago, and as punishment, Asmodeus trapped Levistus in the Tomb of Ice so that the Duke of Stygia might never reach for the throne of Bator again. Now, this has only slowed Levistus down a little bit, as he can issue commands telepathically to his legions of devils that crawl over the wastes of Stygia, looking for a way to free their master. I'm sure that won't come up any time soon. Probably. Most likely. I guess let's get you back to the action to find out, eh? And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had gotten a story from Jeremiah Payne, and then everything went to hell. Or should I say, hell came to you. Mm-hmm. Fun times. The doors Still of the good. sanctum were flung open, the blizzard of Stygia had overtaken the cultist compound, the bonfires are out, and now devils are surging into the compound en masse, and a huge, icy, bug-like creature is now mounting the walls of the rear of this place, huge, frigid spear in hand, as it rises itself up and will survey the sudden stillness of the frost around it, as people on the battlements still fight for their lives against sludgy, horrible, fleshy devils, as well as more of those bone-like creatures and bearded fiends from beyond. I don't like any of it. No, thank you. Tirza, you had made it to the front gates, wandering through the blizzard, but as the snow settles, you turn suddenly as you hear this horrible, shrieking creature crunching through the back wall of the compound. What are all of you doing as Grawl, <laughs> Cherish, and Sid find themselves at the body of Jeremiah Payne about the center, about in the center of the courtyard of this place? About 50 feet away is Tirza at the gates, just about to throw herself into the fight when this thing attacked. Right. So, so we need to get his brand to the gates, right? I don't know. Grawl, cut off his arm. Uh, uh, the last remember time what happened off, last time? Yeah, it just disintegrated into a pile of ash. Okay, well then let's carry his body then. That's a terrible idea. Why did you think of it, Grawl? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my only idea. I, I apologize profusely. I'm the worst. So you just think we need to get him to the gate? Physically? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I also have a piece of that bearded devil. Uh, we don't. I mean, we don't even know exactly where the rem scar is 
And as you're saying this, the huge insectoid creature bursts through the back wall, points its spear at the northern wall where people are still fighting, and this huge, tearing, terrible, ripping sound will occur, and the wall will just explode as a second icy fence erupts from beneath it in a 60-foot line, just the wooden... the wooden fortifications are uh, absolutely obliterated by this rising ice wall that is directed by the this weird bug-like devil. Um, also, Cherish. additional plan. Um, if I got if what if if I get caught the bug called the boss over here. I, yes. Yes. I mean, if that's an option, so I, it's for I and against the lesser. Where Tier- are you, Tirza? What are you doing? Um, God, I have a plan, but I don't know if I can, uh, mm. um, it's just like on the wall. It is on the rear wall, kind of straddling the temple of this compound. It has pointed its icy spear to the northern wall, the one you were just sneaking across, not an hour ago, and it has completely obliterated it with an icy wall that has erupted from nowhere. Cultists are flung from the battlements. Devils are letting out cries of glee as they descend down this icy rift that has now appeared. Um. Oh, man. I don't know if this is going to work, because it wouldn't have worked on the other guy, but... um. I'd like to spend some Lay on Hands points to channel some more divinity, please. You'd like to spend 20 points of your Lay on Hands? Yeah. All right. And what, uh, pray tell are you channeling? I'd like to turn the unclean, please. Okay, so that is everything within a 60-foot radius? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I think it is. Uh, it's, oh, yeah, just kidding. It's shorter than I thought it was, so I'll wait to do that. All right, because I was about to say, there aren't really any devils within your immediate vicinity. Yeah, it's only 30 feet. I thought it was, yeah, more than that. I thought it was if they can see you. Um... I'm going to head over to this this bad boy, then. You head towards the giant devil straddling the temple? <laughs> Reed is giving me a, like, bitch the fuck look. <laughs> uh, but yeah, is there are there people still inside of the temple, or have they rushed out? Yeah, they're... If they're rushing out, they haven't had a chance to yet, as the back of the temple is, like, slowly collapsing under the weight of this thing. Yeah, I'd like to run towards the front doors of the temple. Okay, you, you make it about halfway across the courtyard. You catch up with your friends as they're having a, an argument while all madness is breaking loose in this place. That's Grawl, what we kind of do. Sid, do you have any decisions you've come to? Uh, so we don't even know where the, the rift is, closest rift. You have a vague idea that it is somewhere past where the line of bonfires was. If the line of bonfires was in a circle around the rift, then you have an approximate idea. 
Well, then that's where we have to go. You're muted, Elliot. Yeah, by the way, Elliot. I was clipping my fingernails, so I didn't want you to hear it. Um, Glad you've announced it after uh, right now. Well, nobody heard it, so it, yeah. that, that was the point. Yeah. Oh, go back and do it I will loudly announce that I was doing it, but... We, not we, can, we can use that as folly for uh, for bone snapping of all the innocents around us. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to call the lesser. All right. You're just shouting out the lesser? And if he doesn't appear, then I'll use his fucking name, since that's like the only way that he'll talk to me. And you shout out the name which is Carlos and as though bound by invisible threads he is jerked suddenly into existence in front of you and letting out a whoa hey okay that's you talk about rude ah uh, holy crap what's going on here <laughs> yeah right uh so wait like floating around me invisible right like you don't know. I'm asking him. Oh. Um, he, <laughs> he says, well, I was close by. I wasn't, like, on top of you. Okay. Because I did shout your name, but it's fine. You didn't hear me. Okay. Um, Look, a lot's going on, all right? And I didn't exactly... Oh, bu boy. And he's staring past, like, behind you up towards the giant insectoid creature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that needs to go away. Um, will he do it? Oh, oh, lords. And he looks at you and looks like, are you sure? I mean, I'm not a fan of any collateral damage that's going to happen. So, I mean. Ch kid, it's all collateral damage with the boss. Yeah. Okay. So, guys. Yeah. Yes yeah, or no? He no, oh. he's going to kill all of these innocent people. Okay, yeah. yeah. We get him out. And, I, yeah. and I'm just it was trying to be like, and I can't convince him otherwise. Right. Um, yeah, we would we would have to get the people out. Um, unless we can draw him away from the structure. Yeah, look, he'll kill the shit out of that Gulagon, but like, he's also going to kill the shit out of everything. Okay, yeah. um, how yeah, fast did I get here? Uh, I just Would need we have to... time to get people out? And as you're saying that, there's a reaching, shrieking cry from the Ice Devil as it pierces its spear down through the center of the temple. You can hear people <laughs> screaming inside. There's fighting going outside, but it's quickly yeah. dying down. Boom, I'm gone. I'm gone. Yeah, I'm going to the... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to run towards them, too, actually. Okay, and you can see that people are now pouring out of the temple away from where this ice devil is letting out a horrible shriek. Okay, never mind, we're not doing that. You can go. Uh, okay, and he'll just vanish again. Um, yeah, I would like to, uh, like, usher people as many, as, as out as quickly as possible. Okay. If I can assist with that at all. They begin rushing out past you. You're kind of shepherding them away. The ice devil above you is letting out a horrible shriek as it's just prying at the roof of this thing. And sweeping out of the sky, you can see these hooked, barbed creatures with giant spines coming out of their backs, wielding pitchforks, letting out cackling little shrieks as they descend out of the sky. These look like 
might have seen a flock of these things not a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, Love that. This is going so well. It's going so great. Um, so, so I... Uh, fuck. Uh, does anybody else have anything they want to do? Well, is there... So, getting to the doors of the temple, is there... Can we get everybody out? Or yeah, no. I mean, there? no. Okay. They, they all they all scream and get out. The spear has cool. gone all the way through the temple, and you can see its blade is now carving up where the fire used to be. Shit. You know that the bonfire that was lit around here was behind this uh, encampment, but you're guessing it's probably gone out. Um. Is is can I see Anna? Can uh, she, she is one of the people leading these cultists out of here. Yeah, and yeah. she has a handful of crimson flame as she's rushing. She'll rubber neck behind her, staring at the weird bug creature that is just tearing apart this temple. Um, if I can grab her and get her attention really quickly, I would like to. Yeah, I mean, she almost runs straight into you. Yeah. Um, we need to get the fires relit. Is that something that... Is that something that you all can do? And Anna will just look at you, terrified. This initiate who has had no training where that kind of thing is concerned... And yeah. she's going to shake her head and keep running. And the people behind her are going to keep running. And they're going to make for the front gates of this place. They're not going to stop to talk. Uh, a lot of these people are okay. terrified and just they're sprinting. They're yeah, moving, that's fine. But they're running towards more combat that's happening outside. This is what happens when you consort with devils. No, I don't shout that. <laughs> Hi, Cherish. <laughs> hey, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Grawl, Sid, Cherish, um, what are you doing? Yeah, what are we doing um, with this body, guys? What are we doing with the body? I, 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 uh, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Just pick it up. <laughs> I, I got it. Right, cool. Over my shoulder. Yeah, let's get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, let's. Yeah, get, girl has the body. We'll run towards the front gate. Okay, moving towards the front gate. Sid, are you following them? Uh, so I was originally going to charge toward uh, Tirza. Um, just because it looked like people were going to be attacked. Can I see that it's attacking the temple and not the people? It seems to be resolutely destroying the temple, yes. Okay. That um, seems to be its main goal, though its initial goal was to destroy the northern wall so that more devils could stream into this place, which they are doing right now, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Go, um, go fast. Yeah, I'm going to at least get close enough to Tirza and shout, it's like, we're heading towards the gate? Uh, I mean, I yeah. I'm, I'm doing... I'm, I'm going, yeah. Okay. okay. We'll Brawl with and Jeremiah I... Payne's on his sh body on his shoulders is running towards the gate, followed by Tirza and Sid. Cherish, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing the same thing. Okay. Olivia, you had something to say? I was just going to say, if I could cover, like, people's... I will go after everybody to like cover the retreat. Okay. If there's like Are you any. attempting to cover your party or the cultists? The cultists. 
Sorry, okay. guys. You can defend yourselves, though. That's okay. All We're right. not randos, so... Yeah. We got this. Cherish, you see swooping out of the sky one of those spined, swooping, flying devils come down with a, its long, icy pitchfork that seems to be made of some kind of icy bone, and it will skewer one of the people at the front, and you see uh, Bode McLaren hoisted up into the sky, a pitchfork wrenching up beneath his ribs as he is flapped up into the sky, and this spined devil will let out a terrifying shriek. The others coming down will clank off of Tears' shield as she is covering their retreat. They seem to be more focused on anyone with a brand than you four yeah. or some of the other uh, cult members here. Those who are sense. displaying any sort of fire powers are being immediately targeted by these devils. Great. As you move out through the gates, Grawl, you're carrying the just absolutely limp, and you can feel just the blood and gore just sluicing down your back as you're carrying the body of Jeremiah Payne. Moving out, you can see that a small wedge of those thuggish cultists are blocked up in a tight formation, their backs to the carriages that hadn't made it very far. One of them, Brother Thelonious, who you'd seen before, is this huge half-ogre wielding a massive bastard sword, is just hacking through demons, a giant pool of those fleshy creatures in a ring around him. You can see that his bastard sword is alight with that hellish crimson fire. Neat. And, and it seems to be working? It seems to be, I mean, at the very least, the sword is hacking the shit out of these things. Okay. Mm. You're not sure if the fire's doing any extra damage or not. Okay. How, um, like, so we're basically flanked on either side by baddies. There are a multitude of devils pouring into the compound behind you. In front of you and to the north, there are devils coming down out of the sky, coming down across the ground. To the south, the land seems open and clear, and you could circle around the compound that way, it seems like, at least for now. Tough to know exactly what's behind the compound. Again, the snow is still pouring. It's not whiteout conditions anymore. The presence of the ice devil seems to have slowed the blizzards for some reason. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, well, um... Where do you go? What do you do? Uh, I think I'll, I will, like, grab everyone as they're, you know, or, or not, like, physically grab them, but, um, I'd like to give these people a chance to escape, and I might be able to turn back some of the uh, closest of them. It might be their only opportunity. As you're saying this, you can okay. see that this little wedge of thug-like cultists is fighting and successfully taking down one of those bearded devils. Brother Thelonious specifically seems to be leading the charge. They are not as effective as he is in that he is just driving a, a bastard sword straight through this thing's face, and they're trying to attack it with fire that seems to be having no effect. I mean, we need to get as many people as possible into those 
ins and maybe you'll be able to outpace them. The cultists who fled from the sanctuary are immediately moving away from the fighting, streaking towards the south and east. <laughs> Just well, running off. Cool. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're um, not even I would... trying to fight. Yeah, they're randos. Um, I... Well, and Marshall Forrester is one of the wagons, so... Yeah. That sucks, also. So what do you do? I mean, Tears, are you gonna are you gonna turn? Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm. Uh, I will like fucking book it over to the wagons. Okay. Um, and I will. I'll attempt to like get them away from the wagons. So can are you... maybe save Marshall Forrester. How far away are the wagons from the rest of us? Yeah. yeah. You that are about... If I tell you or not. Yeah. I mean, the wagons only made it about 50 feet out of the the compound. So you are all sort of having this quick brief discussion as you get out of the gates and the survivors from the sanctuary are streaking away from the fighting and you're making this decision to go and aid with the fighting so they're about 50 feet away from you right now cool uh as long as if if cherish follows i will like i'll deal with that but i don't know if you guys are coming with me or not so tirza is streaking off towards the fighting near the carts what are the rest of you doing um, I'm gonna lob some magic missiles at some stuff. Okay, roll me damage on magic missile. Okay. And mark off whatever spell slot you use for it. Yeah. Uh, Sid Grawl, what are you doing? Um, I'm gonna do third level. I mean, I got a, I got a dead boy on my shoulder. So what are you doing with said corpse? I, I'm, I guess I'm carrying it towards the only thing that's going to be able to carry it for a distance, which is the wagons. The wagons are built for the road and to be built... They're built to be drawn by huge <laughs> dire cows that don't seem to be present anymore. Oh, shit. Oh! That's my plan, yeah. Yeah. You think I mean, it, it could I'm be drawn by several car, but... several men, but it yeah the the main mode of motive force is no longer present. Okay, well that changes everything then. Yeah, we have we no, got a yeah. we got a realm scar at twenty three. Yeah. Okay. Your bolts go streaking out. You peg a couple of those fleshy creatures that are attacking the group, and they go just splorching off to the side. Your bolt also manages to clip one of those spine devils, and it goes wheeling down, its wing torn apart, and it'll smash into a, a rocky escarpment that's quickly being covered by snow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um... Plan. 
Grawl, Sid, you're standing sort of dumbstruck, unsure what to do. The, the people with the, the bastard sword. Okay. And then I cast invisibility on the rest of us and we flank everyone and we go for that realm scar. Um, so Tears is going to stay and help with, with, with the invasion. Can we, can we at least, before you do that, can we at least protect the caravan? Because they're still being attacked. Right? As you're arguing, everyone is fleeing and yep. running and being attacked. Yep. Yes. I am going to yeah. run over to the caravan. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I will shout to Brother Thelonious. Uh, I'll ask, can you can you move these things? Will these things get out of here? And he'll say, I can move them. Excellent. I'm going to turn the unclean. I don't say that necessarily, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. Um... And what do I make an oath to? Um, uh, to the storm itself. I'm not going to make an oath to Ozzy Dehaka right now. It seems inappropriate. As far as you um, can tell, these people are semi-Jarashir, so it's... Yeah. Oh, you no, might make them I feel mean, better. You know... <laughs> So. Then this one should work too. Uh, so you call out to the storm. Yeah. And so coming down are more of, more of those weird fleshy monstrosities. A couple of the bearded devils, spine devils wheel above you. And you can see that in their midst is one of those fluttering, shrieking bone devils. It's white carapace flesh gleaming against the snow making it difficult to see at times as it flits through the blizzard. The huge carapist bug-like devil is still in the midst of tearing through the, the temple hundreds of feet away. You can see now that it is burrowed down into the structure and is now just throwing shoulders and elbows, knocking out support pillars and just utterly destroying this temple. It seems very, very focused on doing that. You spend how many points of lay on hands? Um, as many as I need to. Can I spend all of them? Will that make it rain? How many <laughs> points of lay on hands would you like to spend? Let's do 35. How many do you have? 35. Okay. You call out to the storm itself. There is a word among the Jarashir for the storm. And it is some kind of more elaborate version of Jarashir itself. The Jarashir take their name from the storm. It roughly translates to that which forever howls. The eternal storm, the thing that is constantly moving. It, it's a rough translation. As you cry out and pour energy into your oath, 
you can feel that rippling radiance stream out from you. You've used this power before to banish aberrations, to cause your friend Cherish to flee in terror across a moonlit moor. When you cry out now, there is a rumble in the distance. A crack of lightning. The blizzard around you doesn't stop. It doesn't cease moving. It just ceases. There is no snow here anymore. A pillar in the sky is just gone. The ground is not covered in snow. It is made of earth and stone. The sky above you is not covered in some palled gray clouds. It is clear and sunny. It is still frigidly cold. It is high winter after all. But as you cry out, all influences are removed from a 120-foot area around you. Oh. The devils around you let out a shrieking cry and flee in every direction. The huge spined ice devil will let out a shriek from the inside of the fortress. A as it bursts through the exterior wall of the sanctuary, the building itself now in utter ruin, and it will stride forward as its legions of devils flee back out into the snows, shielding themselves from this cascade of stormlight raining down from the sky. The... Cultists will take this opportunity to let out a shout and rush towards the front of the wagons. Brother Thelonious will grab the yoke and just begin hauling, moving up the track to the north and to the east. And a voice from next to you, Cherish, will say, I'm sorry, kid, but we gotta play this last card. And there will be a crack of lightning from above you. And standing just in front of Tirza, at the edge of her ring of normality, is this huge crimson, black, and muddy red colored devil. It's back to you all. Its wings, seemingly too small, flare. Its huge black iron mace ripples with lightning, and it will charge forward towards the ruin of the base. It will smash devils to either side, flying as though dolls before this thing, and it will crash forward towards the ice devil. And as it does, the ice devil will lift its spear, and suddenly the blizzard will close in around them, obscuring sight. The kaiju fight of the century? (laughs) (laughs) 
And the lesser who has appeared in earnest now will say, whatever you're going to do, you got to do it now. We got to move. As soon as the okay, boss is done got... with that thing, he is just going to go whole hog. Um, okay, well, hopefully everyone's going very fast. So, yeah, we got to we gotta do the realm scar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's go. Okay. Where, yeah. Where are we going? Where is it? You head as you have for the past near week to the southwest. Circling the fortress, you see that the remaining cultists are banding together and still fleeing. Brother Thelonious is pulling the carts at a prodigious pace. This half-ogre has a tremendous amount of strength behind his shoulders. The fleeing refugees from the fortress are circling back around, trying to catch up with the carts that are just moving away at speed. There is a ruinous sound from inside the compound as you're passing through its southern walls. There is a crack of ice. At a certain point, a huge rippling ice wall will tear itself through the southern fortifications, cutting them in half. There will be the shrieking of ice and a collapsing sound, like an iceberg crunching into nothing. There is a crack of thunder, a ripple of lightning. Huge, fiendish roars will bellow out from inside this place, and the whole while your sight is near nothing as you stumble blindly through the frost and the blowing of snow. You vaguely know the direction to head, but as soon as you lose contact with the compound's outer walls, you have to basically trust your instincts and hope that you're moving in a straight line. Um. Hey. So, survival checks? I'm gonna need survival <laughs> checks from everybody. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Is, the, is the lesser still, still around? Oh yeah, the lesser's still... right on top of you. Okay. Um. So you guys came through this thing, right? Uh, uh, not really, no. I just followed the boss. But he didn't come through this o- this this opening. The boss goes That's wherever like- the fuck he wants to go. Okay, I'm just saying, like, because you all need to leave. <laughs> uh, hey, nice. a, a, a weird thing that Tirza can do... Hey, Carrie, are the horses alive? What's the range on that? It's a mile. Oh. Um, you get the distinct one hoof stamp for yes. Ah! Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's, that's very good timing on that. <laughs> what, is, what, what is the extent of your telepathic communication with Carrie? It's just that I have a telepathic communication with it. Okay. Um... And it understands Dwarvish. Yeah. So I'm doing this in Dwarvish. Uh, you get a brief flash of imagery of Carrie and Soth tag-teaming the shit out of a devil. Just <laughs> stamping the ever-loving shit out of it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. God bless. And um, yeah, you definitely get a, a brief image of Soth just biting the throat out of a uh, a bearded <laughs> devil. Oh, 
That's our horse. Tears of like tears of like comes out of it like oh god. Um, I got a nineteen on my survival check. That's oh good. good. I got an eighteen. I, I didn't. I got a ten. Ten. I got a seven. Two successes, two failures. Streaking through the snow. Um, let's give. <laughs> and the lesser makes it for three successes. Yay! Okay, good. Thanks, bud. Uh, the lesser rolled a 17. You old goober. Uh, he has nothing in survival, so it was just a straight <laughs> roll for him. Uh, but because, yeah, you say you're trying to make your way through the rift and he's like, OK, OK, I think I can help you out. And he starts like flying up and getting a better lay of the land. The snow seems to have no impediment on his vision. Uh, so he'll occasionally he'll sweep back in and uh, give you directions, make sure you're uh, heading in the right direction. You're coursing across this land and eventually the snow is up to your knees. You're wading through it. Occasionally you'll hear, you'll hear shrieks and cries somewhere out in the blizzard. There are dark shapes moving around you. At least once you'll see what looks like a horse that is on fire go charging past you, not 20 feet away. Cool. They all seem to be heading towards where you just came from. In the distance, the sound of that titanic struggle is still ongoing. There are cracks of huge columns of ice being destroyed or thrown around. There are booms of thunder. There are roars of pit fiends. And as you're moving, you can't see anything. All you can hear is the sound of that huge fight happening in the distance behind you. But you go charging through the snow, wading through it at a certain point. Your feet are touching on the, the hardest pact of the snow. You can tell you're not even touching the ground anymore. Eventually, you come to what seems like an island in this sea bank of snow. You come up out of it, your bottom halves just drenched as they try to accommodate for the the moisture seeping into your clothing. And you see it hanging in the air like a halo above a, a stony, craggy shard of ice that has been shoved through it. And you can see the dark, almost outline at the center of this ice of an arm... But it's huge, 20 feet long, coming down from the sky through this ring above you. And you can Again. see the, the ice is slowly just being forced through this hole. Or maybe the hole is being forced upward. It's difficult to say. But something huge and encased in ice is slowly being forced out of the realm scar. Ooh, that's bad. That's so bad. It's super bad. <laughs> Uh it's yeah, it's Shaboy, all right. Um uh yeah, um okay, uh yeah, so we just got uh Sid, you grab the, the beard devil thing, the bearded thing? Yeah. Okay. Beard. Um yeah. yeah, I'm gonna make the circle. Um it's still not the right one, which is fine. Uh it's all good, it's all gravy. Uh Give me have... an Arcana roll. Okay. Yeah. 
And if anyone wants to try to help, that is the only way Cherish is going to be getting advantage. Uh, uh I... Oh, yeah. Yep. Is, how, what is this help? Is it just like, oh, that's what you did last time? If, if you are going to help, you have to have proficiency in Arcana. Oh, well. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Hey! Magic boy. That's true. Magic he is boy. one of my good magic boy. Okay. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. You begin laying out the the circle, etching runes in that strange semi-elvish script. Grawl every once in a while will point and say, no, this was different. Um, not necessarily understanding, but just colors and shape recognition yeah. is what Grawl's best at. Um, <laughs> I know my shape good. <laughs> He's helping. It's fine. Uh-huh. I love him. Yeah, He's my friend. It's great. It's great. Grawl, I, have while, a, I have a sword that eats things. While Cherish <laughs> is doing that, your gaze is constantly being drawn up towards that ice, and you can feel the fifth rune on your sword calling out to it as though it is familiar in some way. Well, makes sense. The Stab name that thing. Levistus no. that thing is gonna... was written over and over and over again on that runestone. Terrific. What are the rest of you doing? Um, or saving I would tears, like... I should say. I would like to pull out of the bag of holding the, the of the bearded devil, um, and what did we do last time? We placed it in the in the in, in the, the circle. circle. Yeah. Okay. Um, I although you wouldn't know because you were like mostly unconscious. True. No, he no he. I I specifically instructed him to thro- make himself throw up. So and then oh, I put into the, the circle. The right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, I was just like, when should I, can I put it in now or should I wait till you guys are done? Uh, I think I was done. Okay. I think I, I was so. done the last time. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't, whatever we did last time, just do that. I place it in the center of the circle. All right. All right. Uh, whatever you did with Stormpiercer last time, get ready to do it again. <laughs> okay. Sure. Tirza, what are you doing? I'm getting ready to to do whatever I need to do. <laughs> I I I don't have as much as I had last time. No, you don't. I don't either. I have significantly less in fact. Yeah. Me too. I've got one spell slot. Yeah, it's going to suck. Granted, it's fourth level. <laughs> that is nice. Yeah. So, so all right, I have what one you? fourth level spell slot. Okay. One third level spell slot. Mm-hmm. Two second level spells. And all four of my first level spells. And are you pouring all of that into the circle? Yes. All right. I also have six of my sorcerer points, and I'm guessing I do not have any extra ones. You have four of your extra ones. Okay. Then I put four in there. 
So how many, what spell slots could you create with all of those? Oh, that's right. Uh, hold on. Uh, let me, shit, that's Well, Elliot is checking that's the math. That's math, though. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Grawl, you have a single fourth level spell slot? Yep. And are you pouring it into the circle? Yep. All right. I could make a fifth level spell slot. Ooh, that'd be good. And Very good. either two first level, one second level. Up to you. I'm going to do the second level. All right. Tirza, what are you pouring into it? I have two first level spell slots and 69. Nice. Nice. Hit points. You are going to pour hit points into it? Am I going to not get those back? Because <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> um, how many, that's, all, that's all I have. How, the, how the many hit dice do you have? Oh, uh, oh, I have seven. Would you like to spend any of your hit dice? I will do that. How instead. many? I'll, I will spend three. Because you are scaring me. <laughs> and those are D10s? Yes. Okay. Anything else anyone else is spending? Can I spend um, hit die? If you like. Um, can I spend three hit die? And those are D8s? Yes. Alright. So, as of right now, we have one fifth level spell slot. Two fourth levels, one third, three second, sixth, six first levels, and six hit dice total. Is that all we're pouring in? I mean, I could. Mm. Don't you squishy little baby? I know, right? <sighs> Your idea. your hit dice aren't even worth anything. And they're really not. <laughs> uh, I mean, I still have I have all of my hit dice. I can put in. Dice. Yeah, but you're not gonna. You I may not get those back, my Michael. What are your hit dice, Rain? Mine, I I I have seven. Right. But yeah. What are they? what are they? D eights. Oh, okay. I'll say this much: the the size of the hit dice doesn't really matter. Okay. There are so many more of these, you guys. We have to save some stuff. Yep. <laughs> anyway, is that all uh, we're putting into it? Yeah. Here, have two hit die. And those are both d8s. Yep. Okay. Anything else? Is that what we're sticking with? I will put in two more hit dice. Okay. So eight, nine, ten, eleven, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Oh my gold! Just <laughs> throw your gold, gold at it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't buy. The I mostly, <laughs> I mostly said that to Layton, <laughs> but I'll do it if it. Toss in my grappling hook. No. <laughs> <laughs> 39 okay all right so 
you position yourselves around the circle. Cherish, you are at one end of it. Sid, you're back to Cherish. You stand at the front of the circle, facing the realm scar. It is at this pillar of frost, 20 feet above you. Though distance didn't seem to matter last time. Grawl, Tirza, you place hands on Cherish's shoulder, funneling your energies, both magical and vital, into this ritual. And all of that power streams forth into this circle, pouring out with verdant green energy that spirals out, obliterating ice and snow as heat radiates off this thing, the sweltering heat of high summer coursing through these runes, pouring forward. Sid, you feel the energy at your back. You feel a hum in your very bones. There's a readiness here, a, a preparation. You felt this before. It's not about leveraging the power. It's about being the fulcrum. The center doesn't move. So I am going to need an attack roll from Sid. Okay. Sneak attack. <laughs> Snuck up on this thing in the blizzard. Didn't know we were coming. Um, dirty 20. That is very good. You feel the energy pouring through you. Channeled down your arm, up into your center, down the other arm, into the blade of Stormpiercer. Eyeing above you towards the realm scar you flick outwards you feel that same rhythm in your hand up down up down left right left right a b start select yeah still funny the second time yeah. <laughs> he descends from the heaven to start <laughs> yeah. and just pulls it close uh -huh. yep you see the realm scar circling around the ice, shuddering down. Is the ice moving back up? Is the realm scar moving down? It's impossible to tell. Maybe both. All you know is that huge shadowy arm inside the iceberg is quickly diminishing through the realm scar. This one, a, a glowing bright blue flecked with black. The energy scores through you, Sid. You feel it burning at you. If you held on to this power, if you tried to contain it, to use it for any length of time, it would turn you into a smoldering husk. But that is not your purpose here. Your purpose here is to funnel it, to focus it. And you do, with <laughs> incredible accuracy. Weaving through reality itself, you stitch up a wound the scar becoming nothing with a slight whisper. There is nothing there anymore. And the blizzard suddenly dies. There's still snow around you. It will take time to melt, but 
this hole into hell is closed. Do we still hear fighting in the distance? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. If anything, <sighs> it is less the sound of fighting and more the the panicked shrieks of wild animals as they suddenly find themselves on the wrong side of the neighborhood fence. You see creatures in the sky fleeing, shrieking, flying away. You see creatures on the ground running, sprinting, moving towards whatever they think is safety. And you see a dark form. Now that the sky is clear, you're not that far from the compound. Maybe only 200, 300 feet. A crack of lightning splits the sky. And there is a horrible, ice-melting shriek. And then there is silence as the remaining devils flee outward and away. Running away from everything, anything. And the smoldering ruin of the cult's compound begins to smoke as fires take hold of the wood that was set there. So, what do, what do we do now? I don't know. Maybe we should go get our horses, catch up with the, uh, the fleeing members of this compound, and make sure they get out of here safe. Yeah. Near the circle where Grawl dumped it, the the body of Jeremiah Payne cools in the melting snow. Should we take him with us? there anything to do? We could bury him. Snow. He'd probably want us to prioritize his people. We should catch yeah. up with them. Um, before we leave, though, I will. <laughs> I was just about to say, hey, what about those magical items? But I don't know about those. Um, before we leave, I will, uh, kneel. <laughs> I actually pulled this from an actual Bible passage for Bruce, but, um, Oh, that I had the wings of a dove. 
I would fly away and be at rest. I would flee far away and stay here in the desert. I would hurry to my place of shelter. Far from the tempest and storm. Let's go. Should we check him first? Uh, you can do that. I'm. I'll, I'll do it. I'm already covered in his blood, so. It's this fair. You did carry him around for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, Grawl, you check over the remains of Jeremiah Payne. Mm-hmm. You find that he wasn't carrying much, but if you use your Eldritch Sight, you can pinpoint those magic items again. Okay. You can tell that one was the brand on his arm. It still glows with a dull red, but as the snow melts around him, and it does melt prodigiously around the corpse of Jeremiah Payne. You see a small fire beginning to kindle there. You know what's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you have a decision to make. You can quickly tear those other magic items off of his body. You can try to lop off the arm, or you can stand back and let whatever this is take its course. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut the arm. Okay. You step back and with a quick motion, you lump the arm off. And you can tell that one of the magic items was a ring that he wore on that arm. As the arm itself ignites and goes up in that crimson flame, disappearing the magic ring goes with it. The only other item he had on his person was a scroll. It looks to be a spell scroll of some kind. Okay. You will have to get it identified to know precisely what it does. Alright. Yeah, let's catch up with the uh, the caravan. Eventually, using your psychic link with Carrie, you can coax the horses, Carrie leading them, uh, soft, begrudgingly following her lead. Um, <coughs> the horses will meet you down in front of the compound, the ruins of which are terrifying to behold. Huge rents of ice are split through the woodwork. The enormous corpse of the ice devil is nowhere to be seen. But you can tell that it was smote here. There is a huge crater where something was dropped from a decent height um, of several thousand feet. Mm -hmm. And was smote upon the mountainside, as it were. <laughs> Yeah. 
the devils that were killed here have all vanished. There are no bodies anymore. It seemed with the removal of the Realm Scar's influence, whatever held these creatures here quickly evaporated. Of the boss, there is no sign other than the scorched ruin that he left behind. Uh, is the lesser gone too? If he's here, he's invisible. Shit. Though, when you closed the realm scar before, he had vanished as well, so tough to say. I mean, yeah. there is a quick way to find out, but. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's more narration you want to do before. Now you meet up with your horses, and quickly riding up the path, you catch up with the caravan moving towards the main road that will lead back to Blue Gulch. As you ride, you can see in the near distance, moving along on either side of the road, are huge packs of wolves in almost a flanking position. Oh. Like in a good way or a bad way? They seem they're keeping their distance and they seem okay. to be flanking these this these wagons and you with it seems to be the intent to protect. Okay. But they are close to two dozen wolves in total. And if you strike out at a near distance and get close to one of them, you'll see the familiar face of Scraps. Yeah. I kind of figured that was the case. The mayor's wolves track your progress and keep the caravan safe as it moves. Gotcha. Is there anything you'd like to accomplish on the road back towards town? It will be... Yes. A day and a half before you reach any sort of civilization. The ruin of the Ettenson farm is what you'll pass first, but after that you'll eventually get to the Archer farm. Um, at some point I would like to have a conversation with Cherish. Okay. can be easily yeah. done while you're riding. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, is this, is this when we have to get, be on the get-along horse? <laughs> oh, are we on the same horse? I was. I uh, no. I made a joke to Elliot about making you guys ride the same horse, so you had to get along. Uh, but is no, it a conversation that you would like to have with Grawl sitting right there? Also, I think I'd rather just have it. With okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, not that I mattered too much if Grawl heard it, but yeah, I think it... Yeah. So where um, am I riding? Well, there's three horses. Well, there's and two horses. Wagons. There's two horses and a reindeer. Well, there's a horse, a reindeer, and a soth. Yeah. Yes. A big boy. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, a man. The mad horse. Uh, we better, we better get to take him with us because I love him. <laughs> yeah, hey, so I know you gave this to us to borrow, but this is ours now. <laughs> <laughs> he's seeing a lot more action out here. Where yeah, he, he, and he, he loves it. it. He's finally <laughs> quenching his bloodthirst. Um, yeah, so do you want to do it while we're making camp then? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the first so. night, you've nearly reached the Ettenson Farmstead by the time all of this is reaching evening. Um. Yeah. So as you do the the uh the gigantic brother Thelonious will set down the yoke of the wagon and let out an exhausted sigh. This guy's been hauling these wagons with people inside for hours now. Yeah. Yeah. How, and really, really fast, how many of the... Like, there are people missing, oh, right, yeah. who, like, ran yeah. off. Yeah. Most of the refugees who fled while you were watching circled back around to meet back up with the wagons. There are, in total, only... 13 people moving with the wagons. Jeez. Okay. There were probably close to 30 people all told in the compound. Um, hey, Cherish? Yeah? I I come up while we're, you're, I don't know, setting up a tent or something. Um, can we, can we talk a bit? Yeah, I think we ought to. Yeah. Um, and then I guess we'll walk a little bit away from people. Um, I, I am, I am really sorry that I, I went into your pack and I took that feather without asking. I'm mostly upset that you felt like you couldn't just ask. Yeah. You couldn't just talk to me about it. I mean, (laughs) I made us drop what we were doing and come down here so I could give my mom her bag back. (laughs) Yeah. I think... Oh, sorry, continue. No, and and just, like... And it was dangerous. Like, I'm, I'm, ups- I'm mad because it was a dangerous thing for you to do because now Phineas Finebrook knows your dad's name and... Yeah, I kind of forgot about that feather a little bit. Not super proud of that. Not super proud about a lot of it. Um, yeah, I... This is going to sound really, really dumb, but... Uh, it wasn't that I didn't trust you. It's that... I was embarrassed to care if my dad was alive or not. So, I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't care. I mean, there's no right or wrong way to feel about it. Which is unfortunate, because it's really nice to have correct answers for stuff. Yeah. But unfortunately, feelings don't have correct answers at the time, which is annoying. Yeah. 
but it's okay for this to be important to you. And I know you don't need any permission, but I'm giving it anyway. You don't have to be embarrassed. I was just like, what if there was a reason he couldn't come and and help me, you know, like maybe, I don't know, he's, he's, he needs help or he's in trouble. Yeah. Well, we didn't need to call Jet or Kalkin. And I dig into my bag and I get one of the other feathers that gave me. This one definitely doesn't have fine brick on it, so <laughs> it should work better. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what I what I would say though. Uh, well, should I warn him keep. about fine brick, or should I like? Should I just be like, hey, you alive? <laughs> or should I be new, like, hey, new feather, who this? <laughs> new feather, who this? Exactly. I, um, I don't know what to say. Well, I mean, the feather will keep, so. I can think about it for a bit. Yeah. Okay. Can we hug? Is this a hugging moment? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The two of you embrace. Back near the campsite, the cultists are sitting around a little dejectedly, some of them unsure of what comes next. You see at least one of the the more thuggish types flexing and unflexing their left hand as though trying to will something into existence and nothing happening. That was the thing I was going to try to accomplish, so there we go. <laughs> the large half-ogre man has just, like, backflopped into sleep by the fire. Out beyond the light of whatever fires you light, there are wolves, silent and watching in a perimeter. Their backs to you, staring out at the night. As the evening comes, and you find whatever rest you can, your mind drifting back to that scene of utter chaos and carnage at the cultist compound, the first little scene of absolute ruinous war that any of you have seen. You've been in part of fights, you've been in mass conflicts, but this is something on a different scale. And even this was small. Maybe 50 individual creatures involved, all told. But the chaos, the maddening sounds and sights, the running, the fighting, it leaves a, a tremble in your body 
that you can't quite shake even though the cold is already fading. The winds no longer boiling up from that cold, terrible place. Taking watch is an easy enough affair. Finding sleep is another matter entirely. When you do find rest, though, it is rough and dreamless. Except for Grawl. There is a dark room. Not a room. A vault. A warehouse. A library. Endless, but contained. It winds on forever in every direction. Without even trying, you found your way here. You think it's part of the Dreamlands? But at this point you have no idea. All you know is you find yourself in it once again. Sitting at one of the tables in a strange clearing among the stacks. And sitting across from you is you. And the dream you stares at you. Its head moving just as your head moves. Its hands slightly fidgeting just as yours do. Okay. Alright then. Okay. Alright then. Uh, I'm gonna sit down uh, at the, the table. <laughs> he sits down. Okay. Okay. Is the table like, like, can I, is, how big is the table? It's long, but only about 15 feet. It's long and thin. Um, I'll sit down like opposite guessing the two ends sure he'll circle the table and sit down opposite you are you me are you me okay okay Um, what happens if I summon, try to summon a sword? When you do, it is just that black scroll appears in your hand. Does it happen to, for him too? He reaches up a hand and tries and nothing happens. Does he look befuddled? Or is he gazing as I am? Yeah, his expression changes to not be yours. He has this confused look on his face. Wave it at him. And he'll stare at you. And then he'll lunge across the table. Yep. Nope. Scrabbling forward on just long, rough-nailed hands like yours, bolting across the table, lunging at you, trying to grab at it, saying, It's mine! It's mine! I found it! Nope. Dismiss it. 
and he'll just barrel into you. Great. Cool. You found it. I have it. And that is a 20 to hit? Yeah, that'll hit. All right. He bears you to the ground. What's your strength modifier? Uh, plus two. Deals three bludgeoning damage as he bears you to the ground. Begins clawing and raking at you, saying, Where is it? Where is it? I don't have it. Um, are you doing anything? Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, uh, I don't have any spell slots left. God damn it. Motherfucker. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly what, she, what, what Elliot is doing right now, which is a headbutt. Fuck this dude. You're going to headbutt? Kill your double. Yeah. <laughs> Just get, you got to kill your darlings. Give me um, an attack roll. Yeah, I'm going to headbutt this motherfucker. All right. Uh, that is a 17. Does a 17 hit your AC? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, it's, hey, guys, it's the Battle Royale thing, but it's just me versus myself. <laughs> okay. Um, it's just, I guess it's a fist roll, so mm -hmm. I don't even know what that is. That is one plus your strength modifier. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> three. So you take three damage. Perfect. That sucks. Okay. You feel the bridge Does of your nose like beginning to crack as you feel the headbutt slam into yourself. Does he have does does he have it too? Yeah, he'll reel back in kind of a mirror image of you reeling back. All right, do, do not get it. If you kill me, you die too. This doesn't work. Think about it for a second. And he says, that's not what I do. And he'll grab your collar and haul you up and slam your head down to the ground. God, what a dick, what a dick, what a dick. 16 to hit? Yeah, that'll hit. So that's uh, three more bludgeoning damage. Um... Can I use Eldritch Sight in here too? Sure. Yeah. What if I do that? What is? He, does he look any different, or is he? It's just you just scroll. see yourself. Fuck this dude. God, I suck. <laughs> uh, All right. Dear... Explain what the scroll is. Maybe I'll let you look at it. Maybe I kill you, and maybe you drop it. You, it, it, it disappears. Do you not understand? It's not a droppable thing. And he'll slam your head back into the ground again. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. That's a 13 to hit? Nope. Alright, so you resist him slamming your head into the ground. Really? This, okay, come on. Come on, you're, you're just gonna slam each other until I drop the, like, non-existent scroll. You, really? And he'll say, yes, and slam you again. 24 to hit, deals another 3 yeah, damage. Hit. I love this Grawl, honestly. This is Grawlso. <laughs> this is Grawlso, yeah. The, the infamous Grawlso. Finally. Oh, God, he's just a, such a turd. <laughs> How um, dare you scare that small child? <laughs> you spoke no, him was... into existence, Reed. <laughs> Oh no. Grawl, what do you do? Uh uh 
Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, f- fuck it. I'm punching this dude again. All right. No, just get out of there. No. What a win. <laughs> this is going to be such a bad fight. This is yeah, so that's awful. That's not going to do anything. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's an eight. It's not going to hit. All right. Doesn't hit. Oh, my God. He's just going to try to slam your head back into the pavement again. That's a 17 to hit. Yeah. All right. That's another three. What are you doing, girl? Yep. Yeah, uh, can I? Can I put some distance between him and I? You leave the table again. You want to just sh- try to shove him off? Yeah. Give me an athletics check. Okay. Uh, that is a two. So <laughs> eleven. Now roll me another athletics check. Oh, that's a nat 20. <laughs> Grosso holds you Stiff in place. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I hate myself so much right now. <laughs> Why do you want the scroll? And with a dirty 20, he'll slam you back into the ground, uh, dealing another three damage, and you say, he'll say, I found it! It's mine! Where did you find it? On the mesa! With the books and that crazy guy that I killed. You're Grosso. You've been Grosso all along. What? This is some us shit. I. No. Yes. I remember this, right? Like, yeah, I absolutely. Remember 100%. Things. I killed him. I took the sword. I killed him. I took the sword. Now, hang on a second. Before you slam <laughs> it again, let's think about this. Something's going on here. Yes, I'm beating you to death, so you drop my sword, and he'll slam you into the ground again. God damn it. It's a natural 20, so it's going to be dealing 6 bludgeoning damage to you. Down to 25 HP. (laughs) I'm killing myself. (laughs) I wonder which one will come out. Mm. What do you do? You know what? Wait. Moth? I'm I'm like shouting out for Mott. Mm-hmm. Anything happen? No. What the fuck? I I I don't have time for this. <laughs> I'm gonna try and wait. Can I can I wake myself up? You attempt to wake yourself up, and yeah, the, the dream won't let go as he makes another attack. Oh, fuck. Thirteen's not gonna do it though struggling nope. in his grasp you're trying to release yourself f- from the grips of this dream but he's not letting go is this how girl dies <laughs> yeah, probably now i'm gonna have to play grosso all the time <laughs> um i'm gonna i'm gonna eldritch blast this idiot okay Fuck. not with that not with a one <laughs> You rolled a botch? Yep. 
Oh, oh no. 37 is just a bad miss. Okay, so first one goes wide as you try to get a hand out underneath him. Do you fire again? Yeah. Okay. Not with a two. Oh, Lord. Both of the shots go wide, but that will succeed in pushing him back and away from you as he dodges away from these blasts. He'll struggle backwards for a moment before rushing forward and try to lance a kick straight at your ribs. That is for a 22 to hit, so that is three more damage. But you have clearance to get up now. Great, yay. Okay, I can stand up. Uh... So it's a it's a scroll. When you summon it, yeah. Or is it the yeah, or or is it that book thing? At, the silver clasps on it. I mean, when you tried to summon it just now, it was a scroll. Okay. If I summon it again, it does a scroll. Ah, uh, goddamn it! I'm gonna open it and look at it. And inside, written in abyssal. It says, you are both the same. All right. Idiot. Me. Stupid. Giant colossal moron. God, I can't believe I'm saying this to myself. It says we are the same. That's what it says. Sure, that's what you'd say it would say. Am I really this dumb? Am I really this dumb? (laughs) I like to think I've grown as a person. I honestly have. Like, I think I have. And he'll say, well, then give it How? to me and prove it. That doesn't prove anything. Let me read it. You could be lying. Can you read? Of course I can, can read. Can you read? I can read. Okay. Can you read? Uh-huh. You can read. I can read. Well, good. So can I. Great. Cool. How long have you been in here? I, when I fell asleep, I found myself here. What do you mean when you fell asleep? When I fell asleep. When was the? Where did you fall asleep? At the market. Where did you fall asleep? I didn't fall asleep at a market. Good for you. That's why you're the fake one. That doesn't make sense. You don't make okay. sense. Oh my god. Do you want to read it? Do you really want to read it? Yes. Okay, Gimme. So if I show you it, no, no Gimme. you get a look at it. I no, want to no, hold no. it. No, hey. You hey. could be changing it. I'm not changing anything. And besides, how do I, I know? You can read, big boy. I think I can read. I think you can't read. Okay. So how am I supposed to trust what you okay. say? I hate myself. I literally hate myself. Okay, bud. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. I'm don't right here. Me. I'm right here. I. You have my word. You have my word. I don't want I'll your word. I want word. the scroll. Oh, my God. I... Look at it, and I'm gonna hold it like from like ten feet away and show him. And he says, "Give it to me. Just come here for a second. I'm right okay. here." And he like comes right up, and he's gonna grab for the scroll. Great, cool. No, no. And I'm gonna like try to like don't grab at it. I will literally let you see it. Come here. Stand side by side. It's fine. I don't like this. Is so dumb. You're so dumb. And he'll just like yeah, sidle right. up next to you. <sighs> You see a hand reaching out slowly Let's next to you as it like look. reaches for the scroll. Yeah, no, okay. I promise you, if you can read this, I will let you see it. Like, you, you can take it. It says right there, 
you, we are the same. You are the same. Okay. It says it in that language same? that we don't know how we can read it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Now give me. Interesting. Here. Let's grabs it. it. And there's a rush, and suddenly you're alone, holding the scroll. Wow. What a fun, fun dream I'm having right now. This is great. <laughs> Love this place. What a nightmare. Does that satisfy you? You good? There's no response. Eventually you wake up come the morning. You all do. Having rested, recuperated, regained your spell slots, regained your hit points, and found yourselves now at level 8. Finally! Yeah! Grawl, you have received the Dreamer feat. I will let you know precisely what that does at a later date, because it is not in any of the books that you own. <laughs> okay. Great. Oh, Mike. Mike, Mike, yes. Mike. Mike. Can I just say, that was the best thing that was that's maybe... ever happened on this show. <laughs> Very much, yes. <laughs> It's such a good... Oh my god. Is this what it is like, traveling with me? Is this yes, we yes. kind of. Yeah, my god, I am the worst. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, uh, so earlier, when Olivia and I were talking about how Raul is the only one that anyone would ever want to hang out with, I said, because he's too dumb to be stressed. Apparently, that is incorrect. <laughs> there is no amount of too dumb to be stressed. <laughs> So Cherish, Sid, Tirza, you wake up finding what rest you can. Um, the the morning is wan. The wolves are still keeping their distance. The caravan is packing up. And everyone's getting ready, finding what little food they can. Do So I was the one who woke Grawl up. Did he... Can I... Does he seem... He's got a really nice shiner that he might have gotten in the fight yesterday. Probably. He's just... Hard yeah. to say. Hard to say. <laughs> oh my Thank God. you for waking me up. <laughs> my God. Um, I suck. <laughs> you don't, don't suck. <laughs> and then I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> um... I did want to have one more conversation with Lesser. I kind of wanted to do it that night, though. Yeah, sure. During your watch. Like, during my watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to summon him with his true name. Okay. So, there's a beat, and then he appears, just jerked out of thin air. And he says, <laughs> oh, boy, this is gross. You just keep doing that, don't you? <laughs> Um, well, it's really the only reliable way I can get in touch with you, so... Yeah, Sorry. yeah, uh... That I know of. Sure, uh, yeah, uh... So... <sighs> What's up? So... Now... Mm, 
you were going to tell you were going to tell my father about the things I told you about who raised me. That sounded like a statement, not a question. Okay, well, pretend it was a question. Okay. Uh, no. Is that a lie? No. Who you, you were going to tell somebody, though. Yes, and like this, the answer is just like dragged out of him. Yeah. Was it my mother? <laughs> no. Okay. Whoever it was, I don't want you to tell them. Huh. Okay. So how can we make that happen? Well, I think you kind of already did. Um, first big thing, this is the prime material, yeah? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have just been able to say my name and bring me here. That's not how that works. Cool. Uh, because here's the real rub. When you closed the the thingy yesterday, mm -hmm. I should have left with the boss. Yeah. Did you not? Uh, Did he not? Oh, no. He's super gone. And for some reason, I'm not. Yeah. So, I'm not sure what's happening here, but I'm not a huge fan. Sure, sure, that makes sense. Um, what do you mean I already told that you were... No. Wait. Sorry, I missed chunks of that. Oh, 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 sorry. I just misunderstood what said earlier. Um, so does that mean you're stuck here now? I mean... In game terms, I think it means you learned the Find Familiar spell. <laughs> okay, that's good to know, the lesser. Thank you for telling me that. Um... And unfortunately, for me, I think it means I'm your... And he just, like, retches a little bit when he says it. Familiar. Ha! Oh. Oh. Huh. Oh, it doesn't taste good when I say it. Ha! Um, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Well, I would say I'm sorry, but I'm really. Yeah. Um. So, if I could just keep being invisible and not helping, that would be great. Well, I'm not really sure how that's if that's gonna be a thing. I mean. I know, I cherish, know exactly what be having a familiar means. I know things about magic. But Elliot needs to look up the fine fiend spell first. Sure. And uh, Well, cool. As long as you're stuck here and you can't tell who are you going to tell uh, about who raised me, which was going to be a bad thing, by the way. My God, if my mother, if my mom dies, I would be so mad at you. Um, Like when you 
give him the crazy eyes. He sort of just like flinches and goes, oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. I mean, that was really all I know. Yeah. You... <gasps> Wait, does that mean you can be the little rat? I love the little rat. I can be the rat. Yeah. You don't have to be. I just like the rat. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna go away. Okay. Now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Disappears. I'll call you when I need you. And a voice will say, "I know." So the next morning, you're all gathering your things together, heading back towards Blue Gulch and safety. Sid, at a certain point, Stormpiercer will say, That was a particularly excellent adventure, I think. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I don't know about that. A lot of people died, but... I mean, other than the death, obviously, it was pretty great. And if you think about it, really raised the stakes. Indeed. A nemesis, knowing the name of your father, your progenitor. Yeah, I can't quite decide if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Oh no, it's super bad. <laughs> what if they just, like, you know, kill each other or something? Best case scenario, you no longer have a father. I mean, what what else has changed? <laughs> That's the best case. Zero sum game. <laughs> Tirza, as you're moving, Sadagar, whose emotions have fluctuated between fear and panic and uh, total and complete retribution, for lack of a better term. Uh, Sadagar was completely on board when you channeled Divinity down onto all those devils. and was... It was pretty goddamn cool. <laughs> As you're moving, though, astride your Celestial Reindeer by yourself, for maybe only the third or fourth time in your life, you hear Sadagar's actual voice again. And he'll whisper in his rough, muffled voice. What is the living gate? And he'll radiate with curiosity. Uh, I think she clasps her, sh her own shoulder. I don't know, but we've been lied to for so long, I think it's got answers. And there's a sense of agreement, and in his whispery voice, he will say, Pain 
had students. Good job, buddy. <laughs> you make your way past the Archer Farmstead. They greet you with suspicion, but ultimately hospitality. The same is true for the Tumbledowns. Three days after your conflict near the Realm Scar, you find yourselves rolling back into Blue Gulch. As those days have passed, you've commiserated with each other, found new angles of study that you might be following, new courses of action that you might be taking. As you've traveled in those three days, Grawl, you've noticed something strange about your dreams. You're no longer following a version of yourself. It's just you in the dreamlands now. Great. The Love other it. thing you've noticed is the coarse, almost fur that has begun sprouting from the back of your left arm. And the way your fingers have begun to just almost instinctively grip towards your middle and index finger and your pinky and your ring finger just coming together when you're not thinking about it so that you have a grasping three-clawed hand every once in a while. Coming back to Blue Gulch, you are met with the people you left behind. Kalkin greets you rather quickly, as does the mayor, who is welcoming those remaining cultists back into town, despite the dirty looks of some representatives of the Deep Seams who are present. The most unexpected sight that greets you upon your return is that of the old mage, who is waiting for you near the center green when you roll back into town. She stands with the mayor off to one side as the wagons are being unloaded and the people are being helped. Marshal Forrester is being collected by members of the Guardian Guild that he belongs to, the Haven Guard. The cultists, the, these refugees, some of which are townsfolk, are being welcomed back by their families and friends. The more thuggish types are standing awkwardly off to one side, though Igor assures them that, of course, work will be found for you. The mayor always had need of strong hands. Um, hey, when we roll up to the center green, I, like, loudly say as I get off off to the mayor and Zenerva, 
did you know that these people were trying to back what was coming? And the mayor will nod and say, I suspected as much. That's why I told your companion Grawl that on the night of the party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. party For our listeners. Grawl. <laughs> I just <laughs> dramatically swiveled my head. Reed doesn't remember mm, mm. that thing. So, cool. uh, yep. So Grawl just oh. give you a big old shrug. Great. I, I, okay. Well, that aside, <laughs> like these people are being met with dirty looks and have been have been, you know, uh, verbally persecuted by myself included. Like, I'm not absolving myself of this, but it would have super been a good idea to maybe tell people. And the mayor will respond. We couldn't tell people something that we didn't already know. There were investigations ongoing, but it seems as though the situation escalated rather quickly. I would have loved to have told people that those fine folks were taking it upon themselves to hold back some kind of fiendish tide, but that was simply information that I did not possess outside of sheer guesswork. I told Grawl my suspicions. If he did not share them with you, I apologize on his behalf. I just, yeah, great, awesome. I guess whatever I say, you're going to have an excuse for, so. The old mage will raise a hand, and you can see that she looks young. This is probably not the physical version yeah. of the old mage. This is a projection of some kind. And she'll say, We can toss blame around all day. But there's more at work in this valley than a small band of adventurers can maybe deal with. That's clear now, and I apologize. The situation has grown more urgent, it seems. Escalations like this are happening all over the valley. I'm calling a summit. Of those who can maybe deal with it. I would appreciate Pardon. it if you would all be there. Yeah, when and where? In ten days' time. At the Bulwark of Bone. And I think it is there that we will end our episode... <laughs> Because, as always, you can find us on Twitter at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. 
We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. Cool. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, Delegate, yeah, you go. can find me on uh, Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. And apparently, first we need to be of war crimes that we apparently have committed now. So, great. Uh, I demand yeah. immunity. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter at CryOutOlivia. Come tell me what you think is going on, because I don't know. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TheRedimus. I I don't even know. I don't know. I'm turning into a, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Is clearly what is happening. Um, that's fun. Uh, yeah. Let me know how great it is to talk to yourself. <laughs> um, and I am not on Twitter, but uh, what you can do instead of useless like messaging me, you could instead rate our podcast at whatever platform you are consuming it. Um, the show is great. It's fun. Uh, it's getting very exciting and interesting. So uh, please let us know what you think. Indeed. And of course, if you want to reach out to me, you can do so on Twitter at MK Gorgoni. Uh, you can also reach out to our dear friend Omatep, who is, of course, not in this episode. But if he were, he probably would have warned you about some kind of upcoming meeting of the minds between different factions in the valley it probably won't come up especially not in the middle of this episode anyway you can find him at npc underscore an because even when he is not here he is of course an important npc and uh i just want to uh reach out to our listeners and let them know again that i will be at gen con here pretty soon uh dming for the fine folks over at uh i believe evil hat are helping with that with that but i'll be dming uh demon hunters uh the a comedy of terrors if you want to come uh have me dm a game of wacky supernatural nonsense involving dinosaurs mall pretzels and certain vi- uh certain presidents of the united states um please uh come swing by and come play a game with your good friend mike Rigoni. um As always, y'all, the world is chaos, so please be kind. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. 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 See ya.